welcome to the Nerd Tutorial Podcast, a podcast offering discussions and tutorials on nerdy subjects for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today, myself, is your new Ninja Georgia with me here today. I don't know if you're the Scarlet Witch, because you're not really into all that <laughs> chaos. I mean, like, you're definitely not, you know, Agatha Harkness here at the end of the day. Like, you're a good So witch. we're going to spoil. Uh, well, this is a spoiler podcast here. Um... I didn't we, know if we were or not. We're going to talk about WandaVision. We, the final episode aired la, about a week ago from Friday, so by the time you're hearing this, uh, we'll have been at least two to potentially three weeks after the episodes of, final episodes of WandaVision have aired. This is a spoiler podcast here today as we talk about the first season of, first and potentially only season of WandaVision here right now, because it's an interesting point um, in and of itself that... Okay, to rewind, to go back again, this is a spoiler episode. Be forewarned that we are we are going to talk about spoilers for WandaVision, all nine episodes. So you Hard have to been, discuss it without. Yeah, yeah so you have been warned. So, jeez. Yeah. Okay, now, so so my original thought, because I'd heard about it from a couple of people, and I really liked the ideas of, of a send-up of, of uh, these, family, like, family family sitcoms, sitcoms over the years. I thought, oh, that's, that, that's cool. Um, and something, you know, my, my initial question was how many people can relate to the Dick Van Dyke show, but I think it's pretty universal. Most everybody's seen it. Or, or, or is it, if not seen it necessarily, I think most people will, will have some uh, some recognition of it, I guess, at the end of the well, day. I mean, I, so I, that's, an in, that's an interesting question to me um, is you've heard of the Brady Bunch, but have you ever actually watched an episode? Yes. You have. Okay. Yeah. So Brady Bunch was a, so it was good. on Nick it, well, Nickelodeon. It, it was a staple of the independent channel here in the Bay in the San Jose Bay Area, forty four. Okay. Um, and you would have it being played at like ten, eleven o'clock in the in the morning. This is we only usually caught it during the summer. Summer. Okay. When we were like at yeah, home. so it was filler. So. It's because Same one of the thing things, with like Dick Van Dyke, I Dream of Jeannie. But that, and now we, and you're in your mid thirties, and that would be true for people in their mid thirties. I wonder if people in their twenties would get any of this because they've had so many other viewing options. Mm -hmm. And those older stuff are a lot harder to get a hold of nowadays um, by comparison. You a don't lot see of Hogan's Heroes. You don't see a lot of things. Yeah, but I think we don't see Hogan's Heroes for different reasons. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, so so I wondered how much it, it, how much mileage people would have with these different various series. Yeah, I mean, so so you know, like the the first episode is Dick Van Dyke. It's it's quite literally Dick Van Dyke in any and, sort of like '50s style. Yeah, um, I mean, it's not the same same premise in terms of of, of Vision's job, but um, it's their house. I mean, the houses are dead on. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, so it's the house they lived on. The, the Brady house is dead on. Yeah. Um, so a number of them are, are um, you know, I, I knew when we were at Roseanne. So um, the houses were dead on. Yep. And um, and I wonder how many people actually could appreciate that. Well, I wonder. It's an interesting. It's an interesting notion here that like, how much does your mileage travel with you if you are familiar with that? So again, I think for a lot of comic book fans of my age, you know, or at least, you know, people of my age probably got a lot more mileage out of it than people who are maybe in their, um, you know, maybe in their teens and 20s, maybe, you know. Like, I would wonder what how far John's mileage with this got, because I don't know if he's, you know, 
it been not as familiar not yeah or heavily exposed to these older shows you know again like I'm, yeah again i remember like bewitched and uh, you know famously we, we liked idea the Regina. bewitched house is dead on oh yeah you know and and again like i, I know we're familiar with that as um uh, you know of children of that age where that was all reruns for us i know for you this was like no, this was stuff that was happening when I was around. I think. Oh, it is, and, and so, so the first couple of episodes, and and I was expecting this all the way through. So shocker, no episode four changes things. Um, so the first couple of episodes are very much send ups. Oh, very much send ups, and 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 fun, and the same sort of wacky thing that you would have had. The same kind of hijinks that would have happened in the episode. Yeah, so so um so the first episode is literally just kind of establishment of Wanda and Vision kind of there and clearly like Vision's like a robot but like also a human I guess at the end of the day like he, he and looks he's able and he's able to make himself look human yeah, and and he interacts with everybody and everyone doesn't suspect that he's a robot on any particular level um, even though he's like lightning fast on that calculator yeah and want you know and again there's this liberal use of like oh well we're using our powers when nobody sees us using them yeah but we're constantly you we're know, hiding it and and uh, the the actress that plays everybody's nosy neighbor so she's she's it's agatha but this uh, is um and i have her name here this is where uh katherine han okay so she she um it it brought to mind the fact that every sitcom during that time had a nosy neighbor. You had you had Millie in in um, Dick Van Dyke. You had uh, Mrs. Kravitz um, when you were uh, when you were bewitched. You so so you had somebody like you this had that somebody. Was, I mean, this character isn't those characters per se but it's the universal sort of moniker at the end of the day yeah i mean like even even when you get to like later series shows you know like if you go to like roseanne you've got roseanne's sister yep that pops in all the time i mean like um i think of full house and i think of keebler that you know yeah you know kimmy keebler that kind of like comes in there and i can think of like a dozen other like characters which are like Great. It's nice that you're a neighbor and everything, but like, could you not be a neighbor and go away? No boundaries. Yeah. So, so, um, so you know, you you get introduced to various characters pretty quickly. Um, I did immediately notice. Um, it suddenly struck me that I was seeing uh, people of color in '60s sitcoms, which which generally at the time didn't really happen. There's famously one episode of Dick Van Dyke that features uh, someone who's who's black. And it's the episode in which which Laura is positive that they switched babies at the hospital because there was somebody else whose last name was almost the same as theirs. Hmm. Um, I, I, and I did notice that again in the original Dick Van Dyke, you know, first episode here that, you know, I think at most you got was like somebody of kind of like a maybe a Middle Eastern descent, but it's not necessarily clear at all. But everyone's. Yeah. Everyone's very white. Everyone's very white. And then as you get progressively later on, I mean, like, you start seeing a lot more um, diversity. There's a black guy. And especially when we get to um, the second episode, you start seeing more um, diversity, especially as you see uh, Geraldine, clearly. Yep. But, I, but I think that's also, like, 
I, I wonder how much of that is like just the show saying like, yeah, we should have more diversity in it, or if it's. I think you have to acknowledge there, it these days. So I mean, well, I, I think. But again, like if we're doing a send up of what is the '60s. Did the '60s acknowledge it quite in the same way? Because I can think of like Star Trek of you know the early '70s that would have started acknowledging different races there, but not necessarily that the same of the 60s necessarily no the 60s television was was lily white you know try to think of a of a, a person of color in mayberry i mean it didn't happen no. so so it was interesting to it, um it struck me mm-hmm. um as a child of the 60s but so you have the first the first three episodes which are 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 marvelous send-ups there's uh so the first episode very, i mean they're all to me very bewitched or I'll, I dream of cheating. Yeah, they'll have this tinge of like bewitch. I, I think bewitch is probably the most yeah. um, prevalent kind of thing that yeah. happens at it because it's kind of the more stable element of it here. But again, like the first episode is literally Dick Van Dyke and kind of that American dream style of 1950s. Um, as you get to the 1960s, it's clearly bewitch and kind of more of this fantasy sort of sitcom. And then by the time you get to um, the third episode here, it's literally the Brady Bunch. It's, it's it, literally the Brady Bunch, and you have you have the miraculous um, four-hour pregnancy with mm-hmm. twins, with um, twins, with twins, um, and hiding it throughout the entire time, which was again a staple of um, sitcoms back in the day for when yeah. people were getting when women would get pregnant that they would go out of the way to like hide the pregnancy with various you know set dressings or anything like that holding a bowl of fruit yeah um and and i mean the first the first show to actually show a woman actively pregnant was um was i love lucy and it was her second pregnancy the first pregnancy they they completely hit mm-hmm. um but the second pregnancy they did they did show um so so you you have up up to the end of really of the third episode you are very much sort of it's kind of sweet to see Wanda get the life she wanted she um has has created a world in which she can have vision she can have children she can have happiness that she's entitled to Mm -hmm. and um and and i wasn't prepared for episode four to kind of break that yeah I was waiting for episode four to happen because it was very much the opinion of like, it, it, mind you, this is partly the problem of trailers and stuff you see online about stuff because yeah. it was very much aware of like Jimmy Woo and Monica Rambo and all these other characters being there and it's kind of just waiting for it to be like, okay, when is it happening? Because you'll see that in like regular like movie trailers when you see scenes inside of it and you're just like, oh, that's that scene from the trailer, your trailer and you're just like, and it spoils it for you because you're like waiting for when this one thing happens. Yeah, so I hadn't, I, I of course hadn't seen any, um, any trailers, and so I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. Okay. And um, and not not that that's a bad thing. Um, I just it, it it took me by surprise. Yes. Which is probably actually a good thing. I probably appreciated it more. It it suddenly changes tone. Well, well, and I, and I was, I mean, I know for episode four is basically like what is actually happening outside of what we know. This is like this altered reality sort of. And and the element. reality is is that it isn't that a person has disappeared; it's that a town has disappeared, and everybody around, even though there's a sign for the town, everybody around doesn't know the town exists. The police don't know the town exists. Um, the FBI does. 
Yeah, so the FBI, everyone else is kind of like, how do you know, but the town exists, it's right behind you. It's like, I don't know, we've never heard of it before. Yeah, so, good, luck, good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah, so um, you get to that episode, which is actually almost all about the outside. Yes. And... Um, You know, and so you have a whole new cast of characters, including um, Darcy, who is played by the girl from um, Two so Broke Girls. Well, no, no, she's actually from Thor, actually. So the first Thor movie, she was an intern. Yeah. She was still the same Darcy, and then yeah. she appeared again in the second Thor, um, The Dark World. Um, and so, in the in, in the intervening years, she's again gone from being an intern trying to get the college units, students the yeah. credits. To actually being a full-on astrophysicist in her own right. But acted by the girl from Two Broke Girls. Yes. Um, which is a, it's sort of a um, kind of a, a throwback to... to I, I, always, I always think it's interesting that you have female scientists... Mm -hmm. That are very pretty. No. Female scientists who are constantly quirky. You have um, Garcia from Criminal Minds. You have... Uh, Abby from um, NCIS. Mm -hmm. There's a trope out there that is the quirky, weird, nerdy science girl. I, you don't portray male scientists in that that same sort of funky light. I, I wager she's definitely quirky. I wager that you do, but I wager that when it's done, it's done for negative laughs. It's okay. done, I think it's more done to stereotype as you know, you know. Hey, this guy, you know, this guy, this guy loves his cartoons. You know, like, <laughs> look, he's watching the Roadrunner again, or he's watching, you know, Tom and Jerry on his computer while he could be doing work, or he's got like other weird items around, you know, on his desk. You know, like, I, I always find that to be, I think, I think, and I, and I don't know, and this could be again, this is my own yeah. opinion and my own bias here at the end of the day, is that. I think when it's done for men, that men are expected to be far more serious in their work, potentially, versus women are allowed to be a little bit more flirtatious, a little bit more bubbly, open, show a little bit more personality, because if they don't show that personality, especially, I think, in a TV setting, that the character immediately comes off as, oh, you're just the science and B-word at the end of the day. It, and, and I don't what, know if that's endearing what, at the end of the day for that kind of character. Okay, and see, and, and, how, and how I interpret it is that... Um, in order to keep science from being dull, mm -hmm. you have to give her a quirky personality. Yeah, and I think that's also a notion of just because the science is not real science at the end of the day, but we didn't come there to watch a science show. We didn't, we didn't. So I, I just thought it was interesting that to me she fit that, that same trope as a Garcia or an Abby or the girl who replaced Abby on NCIS, that, that's, that, Weird, quirky. Yeah. Now, mind you, though, like this is the out of the box. Yeah, but this is the same kind of character. That was very much she was very much of the same tones in the previous Thor movies as well. Yeah. As so this, it's consistent. So she's being the, the character is being played consistently. At the end of the day, I don't disagree that like you know when she was an intern, she was like this not necessarily non-believer sort of thing, but, like, I'm really here for the skeptical. college... Skeptical? Yeah, she's skeptical. I'm here for the college-level credits, and it wasn't until I saw Thor that it was like, oh, wait, this actually could be all real, and they're not just BSing us now. Yeah. You know, and I think that's at that point where she's like, 
okay, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid now and I totally get it. Let's, you know. Oh, she's and she's fun. She's mm-hmm. a nice she's a nice kind of comic relief um in that she just adds she just makes it a little lighter tone. Yeah, and, and again, and it adds a lot she's of She's snarky. And yeah, and it adds like a bit snark. of levity. Yeah. And Marvel's good at adding levity to things well, that Jimmy are not too Woo, serious. Jimmy Woo has a, a a nice subtle humor. Well, do again so cuz Jim- he's underestimated. Oh, yes. And, and so you know where Jimmy Room comes from, right? No. So Jimmy Woo was actually in the Ant-Man, the Wasp, the Ant-Man 2. You're right, 2. you're right, yeah. And he was the parole officer for Scott Lang originally. And one of the funny bits that we all found, again, if you follow, if you're following the movies hyper closely, like a lot of us unfortunately do, um, is that when Scott Lang is under, is under lockdown essentially in his apartment, one of the things he learns to do is magic. And so when he pulls the card out, you know, like Jimmy Woo's like impressed by it, you know. So he goes out of the way. So when you see him this first time here, he's learned the magic trick now of, of making a card appear as his business card when he hands it to Monica Rambeau. And then, and, and again, now, again, I like Jimmy Woo as being this person that, like, you clearly, you know, doesn't seem imposing at the, at the end of the day. I would love to see him in more stuff. I, I would really love to see him in more, um, more events that are kind of happening as, like, this liaison to, like, FBI-related stuff here, especially as he's gotten more experience with it now, maybe, in later stuff. Well, yeah, so so what I think is nice about his his character um, is that uh, he is underestimated, even we underestimate him, but he's he's meaningful, and um, and and he he's in on the the game. He actually uses it to his advantage. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so I think that's a nice touch. And I think the other person we need to talk about now is going to have to be Monica Rambeau. Mm-hmm. Now, um, do you remember the last time we've actually seen Miss Monica Rambeau before? Are we talking about about uh, Captain Marvel? Yes. Yeah. So this is this is the daughter from Captain Marvel with Captain Marvel's best friend, and I can't remember her mom's name off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, this, this is, is the, the this is the girl world. that actually chooses uh, Captain co- Marvel's outfit, mm-hmm. the colors. Yep. And so. Um, and we also kind of have to talk about Sword at the end of the day as well, I think, to talk about Monica Rambeau. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Sword, which is this new agency, which is not a new, not necessarily new to the comics here at all. It's been around for quite a while. The Sentient Weapon Observation and Response Division is its official title. Similar how S.H.I.E.L.D. has this long acronym yeah. that's... Yeah. Uh, it's actually a arm, originally was an arm of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was meant to deal with extraterrestrial sort of happenings. Uh-huh. So while S.H.I.E.L.D. protected the homeland, S.W.O.R.D. was supposed to... Out in space. Out in space, essentially. Yeah. So, um, And clearly, again, Monica Rambeau trying to follow, you know, her role model in, in Carol Danvers here, trying to get to space to, you know, meet up with her with her mom's best friend at the end of the day. But she can't because she was snapped. Yes. So, Which is, again, which is very interesting because I found that to be... You know, curious how they how they showed that at the end of the day. Because again, like they literally show because we again outside of of Peter Parker kind of reappearing um, and kind of showing little hints of that. Like this yeah. is the first real time we saw all these people just come back, and they were very much the opinion is like, what the hell happened? She comes back in her mother's hospital room, mm-hmm. 
and her and her mother's been dead for for several years. Yeah, and but everyone else is being snapped back as well, and the hospital's just literally freaking out. Like, what do we do? Because people are being snapped back in, in injured mode. Well, not just in injured mode, but also where they originally were, were as well. Yeah. Um, even Peter Parker made a point. You know, in the Far From Home movie here, they made a point in that Spider-Man movie of saying that. They had to literally move because the apartment they were in beforehand was taken over by other people yeah. that moved into it. So they had to yeah. go find literally a new apartment. Yeah. And I can't imagine the... Um, you lose the store you owned. You lose everything. What happens? Well, yeah. Where are pictures? Where are items that you've had? Where are, you know, like, do banking, you know, do banking accounts continue to collect interest here considering that you were never expected to... Um, claim them, a, claim what, them what happened or yeah. they were they were uh, given to your heirs were they you know yeah, so, yeah. Um, and and every time I see a setting like that happen in a movie I unfortunately go back to um, what happened to the Jews in the Holocaust mm -hmm. um, who were who were in their own way snapped um and uh, and Japanese in California they, they went in the into internment camps, internment camps um, and were forced to give up their businesses and and a lot um, of their livelihood. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, like, there's a lot of you know, like ideally, and not not necessarily the most ideal way to say this here, but humans are quite honestly a collection of the not only of the the incurred memories, but physically, I mean, like we're a collection of our stuff at the end of the day. Oh, George Carlin does a thing on that. Oh yeah, no, yeah, and, and, you know, and, yeah. and that's and that's who I'm thinking of when I think of it here. But like, so much and so much of it is less of the notion of what you've experienced, especially when you're meeting somebody new. It's so much of the, what do you own? You know, like, and, and, and what do you bring to this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so interesting thing in the hospital that I mean, they deal with the snap, and because she's been snapped, she's told she can't go into space. Yeah. But what's interesting about this entire series of events here is that all these series of events happen about two weeks after they come back from the snap. Yeah. So. And her relationship with Carol Danvers comes up. Yes. That her mom, you know. So, so Monica Rambeau is one of these individuals with sword that she's been asked to go investigate this anomaly. Well, she's actually been asked to babysit a drone. Mm-hmm. And the, and the drone... It's kind of Captain Marvel-y colors. Yeah, it is, actually. It's red and red, blue, and gold, and it's kind of dinky, kind of toyish looking almost at the end of the day. I mean, like... It's and it, and it f flies into... The anomaly here, which which they call eventually call the Hex, because it's got this hex... And who names it? Darcy. Yes, Darcy, Darcy names it. Darcy gets the name. Um, yeah, so so the, the drone fly, flies into the Hex, can't fly back out, um, and becomes a toy a toy airplane. Yeah, a toy helicopter. Yeah. Um, and oddly enough, in episode two, it's colored versus later versus when that episode is everything is in black and white. It's the only thing that's actually like in, in color. color. Yeah. And it's bizarre to everybody there, you know, like because it's in color versus everything else which is in black and white. Well, and I didn't initially make the connection that that's what that that toy helicopter was mm -hmm. until um, I saw Wanda's reaction to it. Yes. Because Wanda... I, I, do, I didn't understand it until later. Okay. That, that, it, that 
it meant Wanda understood it was from the outside. Yeah. I just knew that she reacted to it. So she, she reacted it, to it weirdly, and it's not until like you get to episode four where you're like, "Oh, oh, that's, that's what's going what on. that's what's going on." And and um, and in part because I hadn't seen the trailers, and I was unspoiled when I started. Well, so 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 episode four is almost entirely the outside. Yeah. In I, in which you you meet the bad our bad guy. You meet our bad guy, yes. In um, you have two bad guys. We have two bad guys. You have one oh, a bad the, bad guy and a bad girl. Yeah, yeah. So you have one in which you have this director of sword who is trying to be the nice guy, but also I think just trying to do work. And again, it's the same problem where like if everything, if you have a hammer and if you have a hammer and you have nails, everything looks like a nail. Yeah, it's it's the standard military option where everything needs to be blown up. Mm-hmm. Everything needs to be killed. Everything needs and, to be destroyed. And and I notice in movies, again, dealing with the trope, it's always a guy. We like to blow stuff up. Is it yeah. So it you you I I it'd be hard pressed to think of a movie in which a a woman had that role. I I know of some rare it's not common though but it's also yeah. in a lot of cases women are not of that high level position at the end of the day isn't that a sad commentary yes i mean well, I, I, I mean so so is the deal that that it would lose credibility because we don't see women in those roles in, in real life i think that's part of it there i also think that it's just this negative stereotype of now i have never dealt with this before in the past and so you uh-huh. probably have a little bit more um expressiveness of it here but that when a woman is being, um, you know, strategically aggressive in a business, uh-huh. you know, in a business setting, you know, she's looked at being as being too aggressive. And you know, bossy. For, and yeah, bossy. there are words. Yeah, there are words that are used about women that typically yeah. aren't used about men. Yeah. And again, versus a man would be, you know, oh, look, they're taking charge. Look at them. Take action. And well, I mean, and, and the word bossy is the perfect thing of it. You would rarely use the word bossy towards a man. You would rarely yeah. describe a man that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or if you're not doing, you know, if you're not being aggressive enough, you're being too sensitive, you know, like you're not, you know, you're not really, you know, working hard here at the end of the day versus if a man's, you know, not being aggressive enough, you know, it's like, fuck up there, man, get, get in there. It's more words of encouragement versus, and I don't know if that's necessarily a standout of women in the military necessarily, because it has been primarily an all boys club i mean captain marvel makes a very good point well, and this, this week well. was a very interesting week for women in the military yes carlson tucker carlson and yeah but like i don't really like to think tucker carlson exists but again like i don't follow him so i don't primarily like to play in that same um you know space at the end of the day just to say that like again like if well, I guess the overriding thing is mm-hmm. there are still people with those kinds of attitudes. Yes. And and they haven't gone away. No. And I but I think at the end of the day, especially in the case of Marvel, which I don't which I think really does want to pride their story over And what the, and the rest they of the world. Do, and, and they achieve that. Yeah. But they're still I think very reticent of the notion of like these are the people that are typically in charge and if we have people that are not typically in charge, it comes off as unusual. But we want to make something that seems normal and, you know, well, yeah, the it, has, will... it has to seem credible. Yeah. Um, and, and the interesting thing is they, they do, I mean, they do show women of intelligence and women in, in um, important roles and, and um, uh, regard. So, so, I mean, I actually admire that um, women superheroes are as, as well received, I think, pretty much. 
um, as men. Especially in these Marvel, especially in the Marvel movies. Yeah. Again, I mean, like, there would have been a time where, again, like, Scarlet Witch's outfit is very revealing. It's basically like a purple body stocking yeah. uh, with a, you know, bright red kind of bunny suit sort of leotard thing going on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, there was all the opportunities to have that in the show, and it's tastefully handled as kind of like a quirky sort of it's, like it's form fitting but it's yeah. yeah and then her eventual like actual costume as the scarlet witch is very you know is not as revealing as other things she's worn but again it's still very practical in nature and you know it's not it's sexy but it's not like overtly male gay sexy i think right and you're talking about the costume that she wears on halloween and then the costume that she wears in the end yes yeah by comparison and then in the final so in the finale so so you get you get to episode four and you're all about sort of the outside that's happening yeah so what what's happening in the real world and that's when you kind of realize that this is wanda's construct but you don't really know how she's done it or how she's done it or or what's being manipulated on it or like yeah so much as that you know wanda's somehow created it and wanda is aware that she's created it less so much that um that she has any overt control over it so much as that she knows that she's in control of it maybe yeah and in episode five you actually get uh agatha sort of breaking script saying do you want me to redo that yeah like like, do you you want me to redo that like retake and 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 um suddenly you realize that those are actors and actresses that are actually real people they're actually real people that are somehow like trying to conform to wanda so they're they're in a yeah so they're 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 living a script Mm -hmm. and and that's kind of a weird thought it's a little truman-esque it's very Truman-esque, because at one point here... Um, now, mind you, when we get to episode five, this is where we get and to... And we're referring to the Truman Show. Yes, yeah, so... Um, episode five is actually supposed to be based off of Family Ties, Growing Pains, of that 1980s sort of era, sort of... See, and I, I picked up on Family Ties. That was the one I connected it with. Yeah, so... Um, that that would have been my that would have been my thing, too. I think Growing Pains, probably less so, maybe, but... Um, but, like, it very yeah. much felt like an 80s style, I think, yeah. like... And right down to the script. Can we actually talk about the... Can we make a weird tangent to the wardrobe here real quickly? Yeah. Because every single season, every single episode has different wardrobe changes in a dramatic fashion that's like... A house house backdrop house, changes, the, oh, yeah. yeah. even the house. And again, everything is just so, like, pitch perfect. It almost makes you wonder, like, how many variations on these sets did they end up having to make to conform to this? Because again, I mean, like, it's one thing to... It's the furniture, it's the crocheted... Uh, blanket on the mm-hmm. on the on the sofa. It's everything. Because I like to think here in the back of my head that there are two sets. There's the one that they're currently filming on, and then there's the one that they're preparing to film on. Yeah. Because that would make more sense that you'd spend like two. You know, if you spent every episode as maybe like two weeks worth of filming it to get all the stuff that you need for it, considering it's like a Marvel movie and you have exterior shots as well. Um, that when you came back either a week or two later, the house would, you know, that it would have done... The exterior the, shots don't change much, though, because it's in the same town. They updated a little bit. The, the signs up, change and yeah. posters in the window change and, yeah, and the I, movie marquee changes. The movie marquee does change, so you can very much see the time period very, in which yeah. you're at. Um, I, I loved the use of the movie marquee to, to sort of give you that time frame. Mm-hmm. Well done. Yeah, and 
clearly like there's a lot of period piece cars as well which is also like yeah. a big thing that comes up in a lot of period movies of like oh we're set in the 90s but we have 2000 we have 2010 cars in it well, an interesting thing about where they get cars for those sorts of things is if you have a well-preserved car, um, people know know who has them and will reach out to, to borrow your, your vehicle mm-hmm. with the promise that no damage happens to it. And, and they pay a fee for that. Um, yeah, I, I, so I know somebody with, a, with a, a mint 76 Cadillac that doesn't get driven. It's just warehoused for right. sentimental purposes mm-hmm. and, um, and gets requests to, to use it. Yeah, I know a person who has a house who, you know, or I know I know of a group of people that went and filmed in a house that was a very period piece, like, 50s-ish sort of styled house. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, it's primarily used as a filming, you know, like, there's a family that lives there, but it's also, like, primarily a filming location. Yeah. So, for, for different movies and different sets. that Because re- it captures that. That, yeah. that era of feeling. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we get to episode five, and... Um, the children have the children are quite you know they they grow up to like like they're babies and then they're four or five and then yeah. they're ten because they want to have a dog yes but they have to be older to have a dog yeah so suddenly they age before our eyes mm-hmm. and before and right be, right in front of Agatha who doesn't respond to it at all no and eventually seems to accept it and, and which tips it, yeah and which tips off vision yeah. um that you know what's going on here because she didn't even notice well the epi- well I found what's very interesting about the episode is that like vision's been slowly kind of questioning everything but yeah. like by episode five he's actively questioning everything and he's actively going through the purpose going through the through the through the thing here's like what's outside of the wall you know like what's outside of the, the force of, field of, yeah or what's outside of this of the town limits you yeah know? like what's What's going on out there, and why? You know, why are people acting this weird way? Because he eventually, like, and, and again, I don't remember call if it's episode five or not, but he actually like goes over to one of his colleagues in, in the office, like touches his hands to his head and like frees him of the, the mind control temporarily. But the guy starts freaking out. out. You know, he and does, then, and then like puts him back into it. It's like, yeah, so it's email. So like, how how do I put it in an envelope? Well, and, and, and is that the episode in which he actually communicates via email and, and Darcy there, has figured things out and emails him back? Well, that, the, the, well, that they're receiving emails from Darcy unknowingly. Well, okay, so, so let's back up here. Darcy figures out that in every episode there's something with the radio and maybe she, she she's the person who darcy's the person who figures out that there's even a broadcast that there's there. even a broadcast she picks up the broadcast signals mm-hmm. and they start watching the broadcast and then when they're watching the episodes she figures out that there's a radio in every episode maybe that's a way to communicate yes and she is able to communicate that way and 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 when you discover that you're like oh that's right in this episode there was a time when the radio spoke to to, to, Wanda, to randomly. Wanda randomly, and Wanda was like shocked. Yeah, excuse me, what's going on here? It was also interesting that with that as well is that those scenes don't necessarily appear in the broadcast that Darcy and the rest of the people from Sword are actually seeing. So some of those elements get cut out from the actual broadcast and edited because Wanda gets to choose, and they actually talk about that at one point. Wanda gets to choose what's shown. Yeah. Which is fascinating. So she's her own editor. Mm-hmm. 
So, well, I don't know if it's, but that's what's also very interesting. Because I don't know if it's Wanda that's broadcasting or if it's somebody else that's later broadcasting instead. Because, again, like, Wanda is not... Um, the premise has a lot of what ifs. Yes, but a lot of good what ifs at the yeah. end of the day. Not not any possibility. Sort of neg- yeah, not a negative stuff here. But yeah, uh, episode five also kind of ends with both Wanda and Vision kind of like floating off the air, like ready to fight each other. Like what's going on? Yeah. Um. But it's very much of a kind of like wasn't quite expecting that at all and then we get to um, well and and let's and let's back up here a little bit because the episodes are different shows while there's a a kind of a through line through them it's yeah it's a through line they don't have to pick up where the last one ended no and they often don't and and here's it here and here's another thing you need to watch the credits because there's credits for wandavision and then there's credits for wandavision Mm -hmm. and um the first set of credits are the credits for the episode, and then the second set of credits are are the actual like show itself. Yeah, versus like the in in universe show. Show right, and um, and in at the end of the in universe show, there's almost always a clip, mm-hmm. and you need to watch it because there's a one at one point there's a great little song in which you find out what. Agatha is. I mean, that's how you find out what Agatha is, is, is in the oh, little song. That song is awesome. The song is awesome. Don't miss the song. Um, and, but but then when you pick up the next episode, it doesn't necessarily pick up that era or century or even those same events. Yeah. Now, mind you, the characters, though, I think, stay relatively consistent. What they're doing, though, changes. So, But they're doing changes. So actually, episode five... Even actually, some of their language changes. Oh yes, well again, I mean because just, because it reflects the era in which mm-hmm. it's now being filmed. So, but the end of episode five is interesting because it intri- reintroduces a character that hasn't been mentioned before since Age of Ultron and in passing in Civil War. Her, and her that's Wanda's brother, brother Pietro. Pietro, who comes back, but it's not the same Pietro though. And 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 she's and she never really buys that it's him. I don't think she ever really buys that. I think she's curious of like who he is really because like he doesn't. She well, she tries to test him and he knows that that he's being tested mm-hmm. and artfully dodges the questions. She, yeah. So what's interesting about this character, which is Evan Peters, who plays Pietro Mach- uh, Maximoff here, also say, played Peter Maximoff in the X Men films as well as literally the same character. Oh, so we so we have a repeat use of the same actor. Because so, he's not the actor from... From Age of Ultron, Ultron no. Yeah. But he is the same actor from the X-Men films, who also played Quicksilver a year before Age of Ultron in 2015. So it was, I believe it was X-Men Days of Future Past. Well, and we need to go back back an episode because in the Brady Bunch episode, mm-hmm. Monica does comes, comes on as one of the characters. Yes. And she actually... Is it her that says, says Ultron killed your... Well, well, so, like, they're talking about, like, don't you, you know, like, the children here, and it's like, don't you have a brother, you know, you know, do you have any family? So she's like, yeah, I have a brother named Peter, Pietro, but we haven't talked to each other in a while. And, you know, Geraldine, who is Monica Rambeau, yeah. um, makes a point of saying, no, actually, he got killed by Ultron. And Wanda then at that point realizes that Geraldine is not 
like other people that are in the town here at all. Because Although she's, I mean, she, she actually at one point must be under Wanda's control because she is a character and she mm-hmm. is in character. Yeah, and, and she's in, on two and she, episodes, and she's in character. But it, yeah. it, like, it's part of this. No, I think part of the issue here though is that because she wasn't a part of the original town, like some of her has gotten into the character a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, like. Like, I guess like you're talking to a senile person, and then part of the real person comes out for a little bit before yeah. going back into back, being yeah. senile. And, and that's actually a really good analogy. And it, it's the only way I can think of it here. Yeah. And um, and I do think that, like, at the end of the day here, like, because, again, like, Geraldine, like, very much acts as, like, well, like, but, yeah, he, he didn't he die during the events of Sokovia? But, yeah, I'm your friend and everything. Like, she doesn't even realize that, like... Well, I think she actually says Ultron. Yeah, no, she mentions Ultron specifically. Yeah. Uh, actually, so a, a curious tangent here. There was something that eventually came that came to light to me here at the end of the day. Um, so at a certain point here, Ultron had um, is partly created by using Jarvis and um, the Mind Stone at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. it's this weird kind of amalgamate, amalgamation for Ultron. And when he's making the vision, when he's making vision here at the end of the day, he said that he's making it in the vision of. This perfect creature that he saw, that he saw, you know, like envisioned to him. Yeah. And eventually, that what? So the reason why Vision is like bright red initially is that he might be a reflection of the Scarlet Witch. He just didn't realize that it was the Scarlet Witch at the time. Yeah. So like, Vision might actually be a copy. Uh, might be you know made an imitation of what eventually would be the Scarlet Witch, um, Wanda Maximoff, which would make their relationship even more you know interesting at the end of the day and more like you know well i thought it was interesting when when i realized she was the scarlet witch um interesting that vision was red yeah so and, i, mean, I, I both, made that kind and both kind, manipulated yeah. by the mind stone at the end of the day as well yeah. so those infinity so gems are not you know we're still playing a big role even though even though they're not doing anything well and it's interesting because um in the scene in which in which monica mentions that and, and monica monica has so much um empathy Mm-hmm. And, and sympathy for for Wanda, um, realizing everything that, that Wanda's been through, yeah. and and we're going to find out everything she's been through mm-hmm. pretty quickly here, um, and she shoves Monica through a series of walls and out forcibly, you know, ejects her. her, yeah, um, and she lands back on the other side of the the force field, and that's how we start episode four initially, yeah. but yeah. Um, but going back to episode five, the very end of it here, we have, again, Pietro Maximoff as this person originally who played Peter Maximoff in the X-Men film. So it was all... So again, for a lot of us, we thought that was very curious because it's like, ooh, does that mean we're getting mutants here soon, maybe? Or does the reality... Because... And now, again, spoilers that, no, we didn't get mutants out of this at the end of the day. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, that would have completely thrown me off because I was already at this point pretty... pretty uh, you know, pretty kind of like, uh, and and you know, and part of me, part of me sat there when 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 she she said, but but it doesn't you know look like you. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot. Of, it it's you're saying you're this, but but you're not this. But, I, but I not know the, better than that. Yeah, and and she does. She she actually does know better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't think she ever really accepts that that. Uh, he's really Pietro. No, she's trying. She wants to. She tries because when we get to the next episode, which is very much, I think. Well, and Darcy says she recast Pietro. Yeah, that's literally how we we end episode five. She recast him. Mm-hmm. 
And um, and and at that point, you that that to me was a tip off. Something's really wrong there. Yeah, something's not going on. Something's yeah. not exactly right here. Yeah. Um, so then we get to episode six, which is basically a send up of Roseanne and Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Um, I think mostly. I think the hair is something. Yeah, I, I definitely think of like the um, Malcolm in the Middle, Malcolm in the Middle kind of vibe because yeah. you, you get a lot more of that a little camera of that, that moves around a lot more fluidly. Yeah, you get a little of though of of the the Goldbergs, which is set in the eighties as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, this is also where we. This is set during Halloween, and we're finally seeing children again. Oddly enough, yeah, um, which had been a, a, a thing we hadn't seen before. Other children in the street. You had you had a, a, a fundraiser for children with no children in it. Yeah, which yeah. gets made a point of here. Like there was yeah. a fundraiser with no children. Yeah, um, you know, and now the vision is dressed up like a luchador, is the way he's described it. Yeah. And Wanda, what was Wanda's thing here at the end of the day? I forget what. Kind of a devil, a red devil sort of thing. Yeah. Um, very much the, the costume for send-ups of their comic books, comic book yeah. costumes here. Yeah. Um, inspired, heavily inspired by that. But what's also very interesting here, now again, we haven't really talked about Billy, Tommy and Billy here necessarily. Yeah. So these are Wanda's kids. They're twins, but they don't look alike. They, they have some character, but then they're not in, intensively look alike. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they have some character characteristics in common. But the minute they, they, I saw them not being identical, I went, "Oh, they're going to have different talents. One will be like dad, one will be like mom, or 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 some variation have on that. Yeah. Some variation. That they won't be both enabled the same. No, and actually, again, like I was thrilled, but I was right. Yeah, and again. Um, Again, they're very much also send-ups of Wanda and Pietro. And, 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 and their dog is, has died. Yes, their dog, Sparky, has died. Died, yeah. Which we find out who later does it. Yeah. Well, you find out in the song. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, Love the song. <laughs> it's a great song. It really is. It's, it's so, like, 1950s, sort of, like, yeah, big band era, kind of like, you know, like, literally, like... It's, that's always one of the things that kind of surprised me when I, when I thought about... Um, TV shows, especially children's I, shows of the of, yeah. the of the you know of the eighties and nineties variety, the, the theme song was basically telling the origin story and the you know like it's Ducktales, it's literally a theme song well, about the show. Well, even even though the even the show is um, you know the like you you know the the theme song for Cheers and the theme song mm-hmm. for Family Ties and the theme all those theme songs told you what it was about. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so now, so now we're in Halloween, and now again they're trick we, or treating. They're trick or treating. Now again, when we talk about Billy and Tommy here at the end of the day, um, that these are the same kind of versions of characters that we explained last week, where these are manifestations of what was Wanda's reality warping abilities and yeah. what was considered the Marvel Devil or the Mar- Mar- uh, Marvel Satan in uh, Mephisto or Mephisto. Yeah. Um, and the characters eventually do come back later on as not necessarily twins, but born of different people here. So one comes back as a character named Wiccan, and another one comes back as a character named Speed, um, which again have similar powers to Wanda and Pietro at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, in the comics, they get reborn as it's presumed that the souls of Timmy and Tommy, um, when their bodies got reincorporated back into Bethesda, that their souls ended up getting reborn into other people at the end of the day because they're not twins but they're they feel very connected to each other in some ways okay so 
which will come up potentially later on. Um, but again, like their costumes that they're wearing is very much inspired by their Marvel teenager sort of young Avengers costumes that they have in the late uh, 2010s here now. So the fact that, you know, like Tommy's got like this headband thing on and then yeah. the other kids kind of got this green sort of like lightning thing going on, like very much sends up with their costumes that they would have um, during modern day comic variations. So, so what's been interesting, you know, during this whole podcast talking, talking about this show is there are lots of things I didn't catch onto. So, so there are apparently Easter eggs throughout, which I miss by not being fully, yeah. not being hyper aware to them. Yeah. It, 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 this is it's what I watched it the first time just to absorb the story and the events that are going on with it. And then I watched it the second time to, absorb you know to try to catch the easter eggs when i found them you know like there's a there's it would have been much more fun to watch with the easter eggs because at, at a point i found it kind of painful to watch with, with, with without knowing the easter eggs or well i, I knowing knowing that that we were going to take wanda to it kept, kept getting darker and darker Yes, it did. And and knowing that we were going to see Wanda in so much pain and, and knowing that the, the final resolution has to be what the final resolution was mm-hmm. um, because you get you you get more and more glimpses of, of people really aren't happy. Yeah. Um, and, and knowing that, I, I actually found it um, not as fun as I thought it was going to be. Interesting. The first episodes are a lot of fun. fun. They're, I, they're fun, and I, and and I and I don't know that you could have sustained a show with just that, those send ups, yeah. but but it takes it. You know, by the time so um, episode five is Halloween. Episode six is Halloween. Ep- episode six is Halloween. Halloween. By this point here, like the vision has basically said that no, he's part of a neighborhood watch. He's going to go. He's going to go patrol to make sure that the yeah. kids don't destroy the town here. Um, which leaves Wanda Pietro to kind of supervise the the, the two and twins. And Pietro takes them, takes them, takes them. Basically, takes charge of it because, here she, because she needs to be handing out candy, but she's not handing out candy. Or did, both her and the Vision were supposed to shepherd them together for Halloween, yeah. and um, eventually, like again, because Wanda, because Vision goes to quote unquote Nib- control the area. Right, we really yeah. just trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, um, when he. He's he's really aware that something's wrong now. Yeah, um, so Wanda Pietro are just kind of supervising the kids as they're trick or treating, as you do now yeah. in broad daylight. By comparison, when we were kids, we did it in the cover of night. Yeah, when it was acceptable back then. Yeah. Um, so this entire episode, when we're focusing on Wanda and Pietro, is all about like, are you really my brother? Yeah. Sort of sort of questions versus Vision's literally trying to. Um, figure out like what's going on and who really blows the cover off that that baby agatha well, no, no, but, you know, so like he sees agatha and agatha's just kind of just hanging out there on the street like i gotta get somewhere and then he vision does this little like thing to her head where he she wakes up but she but she's in a car she's yeah. talking out the car window yeah and she wakes up technically yeah. And she starts freaking out, like, oh, my goodness, this isn't real, real. And then Vision kind of puts her back into it. You later kind of realize. It's the you, same thing he did to, to his co-worker yeah, earlier. Yeah. Um, and But but she 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 tells him, these are all people who have other lives. And, yeah. and But you're supposed to be dead. 
as well. Like, and yeah, and she tells him, and, and she explains to him that, that Wanda had to watch him die twice. And he's like, she killed me? And and um, and Agatha says, well, yes, but you wanted her to. Yeah. You asked her to. Um, so, yeah, so Vision doesn't quite fully remember all of the events necessarily. Yeah. Um, so so that actually, part, that part of his memory, mm-hmm. I'm assuming Wanda had to vanquish, yeah. so, so that she could have this reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and Agatha explains to him that that Wanda, and you know, his response is, "So Wanda had to watch me die twice." Yeah. And so he understands the depth of her pain. Mm-hmm. One of the things we do have to kind of rewind a little bit um, is that um, at one point here in episode four, they send in a drone into right into the anomaly to try to get more information and they kind of disguise the drone as something else. Well, Wanda kind of takes the drone and throws it right back out at them and actually appears outside of it. Now, she because that and this is the toy helicopter that she she realized was a toy. Well, no, no, not just that. No, no, this is actual like drone drone. Oh, okay. Like it goes in there and it's it's, it's modeled I guess after something else when it's in the anomaly. Yeah. Um but one of the things we do have to kind of remember here is that Wanda Maximoff is of, I want to say, Romanian um, yeah. ancestries, let's say. Yeah, it's, it's certainly certainly Eastern Bloc. Yeah. So she's usually got a fairly thick accent um, that she has on. Oh, she has no accent. She this. has no accent throughout this entire thing, except when she leaves the anomaly temporarily. Yeah. And she basically threatens all the, um, all the sword people here. It's like... Leave me alone. And she the, actually goes outside of her world. Yeah, and she like. And it, they have all these guns <clears throat> trained on her. Mm-hmm. And and again, she speaks with a very, you know, she speaks with a very American. When she's inside of the, the anomaly, she speaks with an American accent, you mm-hmm. know, which is a, which is to us a not very non-existent accent at all. Yeah. Versus when she comes back out of the anomaly, she's speaking back in her original, uh, what I guess would be the best way to call it was Sokovian accent yeah. at the end of the day. Um, and she basically threatens them. Now, at the end of the episode... Well, he, she points all... She mind, mind links and, and points all the guns at... At, at the our, director. Sure, yeah. Who's, who's got it kind of coming at the end of the day when we... When all well, he's fired. Done. He's he's fired Jimmy Woo and Monica and, and Darcy, and they've, mm-hmm. they've gone behind his back and, and stayed on it. Yeah. Um, but the end of episode six happens where, I guess, Pietro kind of... Uh, so, Vision basically has seen where the outer limits of the of the world is, and has decided, you know what, I I'm gonna break through it. I'm, I gotta get this. I gotta at least see what's on the other side here. Yeah. And he gets out of there, and he when he gets, he, it's a real struggle for him to get out of the the hex here. Initially. He has to fight fight the wall, and he's falling apart while it's happening. And then by the time he gets on the other side, he's like literally like like bits of him are falling off, almost like yeah. Um, do you remember Full Metal? Do you remember Full Metal Alchemist? How the way they did the alchemy, where everything kind of like has like little bits that are kind of dissolving yeah. and putting back together. It reminded me a lot a of like, like that. A lot like the snap. Yeah, where like it's literally like falling apart, and the parts that are falling off are disintegrating. Yeah, which looks to be revealing like this very naked sort of like muscular. That's true. Yeah, tech, you know, muscular sort of like endoskeleton underneath uh, the vision. He's like, "Help me!" And Darcy's very much of the notion like, "Help him." Yeah. Help him. Yeah. He needs help. And um, meanwhile, Wanda is, Max, Max, you know, Pietro is trying to figure out, so, like, how'd you do it? Like, how, how, how'd you do all of this? 
Well, and you have, yeah. And yeah. it's Billy and Tommy, um, I think it's, what is it? Billy, excuse me. Billy, particularly, who, who recognizes who has similar powers to Wanda, yeah. realizes dad's in trouble. Yeah, he senses and, it, yeah. Yeah, and goes and tells mom. Meanwhile, Pietro tells, um, says something to Wanda, and Wanda's basically like, just launches him outward in a, in a direction. So he's not seen the rest of the episode. Um, but she goes and finds out that the vision is actually, um, and she freezes everybody first, so everyone yeah. just kind of stops. Yeah. And she realizes where Vision is and, dis- and figures out, like, okay, i got to go save him. So she increases the size of the hex. Yeah. And in the process of... She increase- makes it bigger so they can incorporate him back in. Yeah, so she-, she grabs him back in, but she also grabs a huge swath of the sword guys as well. Yeah. Who, what do they turn into? What do they turn into? They turn into a circus. Yeah. Because that's what she thinks of them at the end of the day. Yeah. It, it, it's, a weird, it's a weird thing, this circus. Because Darcy, Darcy's in the circus, but she's an escape yeah. artist. Yeah. So. And uh, and and uh, Vision is in the circus. Well, because they think he, he 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 like he's one of the clowns. Yeah. See, I see you're already in costume. Yeah. So now we get into episode seven. Episode seven is, I think, pretty much like Modern Family or The Office. Yeah. Because they literally have points in which they sit down to talk as an interview. Which is hilarious. They kind of they break, break the fourth wall. Yeah, they do a lot of fourth wall breaking. I think the episode is literally called uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall. Oh, okay. All the episodes when they're titled are all off of catchphrases that are in um, the sitcoms here. Like, yeah. you know, um, and even what's actually also very interesting is that as you listen to, so Wanda, every single episode introduces previously on WandaVision. Yeah. As you watch the first episodes and they get progressively later on, like Wanda's voice is less chipper and cheery and more kind of like sullen and sort of like darker. You're right. Yeah. I mean, and and it's a it's it's a reflection of of um, where this is going, and she knows she knows yeah. it's she knows her gig is up. By episode seven, she's literally at the point where like she's losing control over the reality at, at a certain yeah. point. You're like things inside her house are literally. Um, Transforming from like old timey to like modern day stuff. Yeah. Um, she can't. She can't keep it. No, in balance. she can't yeah. keep it in balance. She's having one of those like mental freakouts, um, which people are allowed to have. Yeah. Um, Agatha literally comes over and offers to take care of Timmy and Tommy. Yeah. Um, you know, very very lovingly. You know, it's like, why don't we'll, we'll take care of you guys? Mom needs some time. Yeah, and Pietro's not exactly anywhere to be found but he's there by, somewhere. by the way this and this harkens back to to the commercials that are um in between the episodes yeah as well. so there are pseudo commercials in here and um and some of them are dead on for commercials during the 60s i i just i know people miss the calgon take me away um commercial which is the, the woman in the bubble bath there's a couple episodes back but the commercials are are dead on for what what we had as commercials just the, the, to com- tell you. the commercials themselves are Easter eggs as well because they're slowly um, telling Wanda what she needs right now. So again, yeah. in the first commercial, it's um, you know to be a better housewife. Yeah. So you got to get this weird Stark appliance that yeah. takes too long to do anything. And it is a Stark appliance. Yeah. And then the next one here is that you got to have you know that the woman is a fine accessory to a man's Strucker watch, which is a callback to Age of Ultron, which was. Um, Dr. Strucker that is experimenting on Wanda. Ah. And then, in, so every commercial, as we get, as we get progressively going, 
is either trying to tell Wanda something that she needs or trying to help Wanda in some way. So, like, the one where she's in a bubble bath, you know, is trying to tell yeah. her to relax and accept the reality. Totally. And then later episodes have, like, um, a literally a pill that says, like, are you having problems with your reality? Like, take this pill to break and get back into your own reality sort of stuff yeah. here. Even the one that drove me nuts was the shark, was the yogurt and the shark, and the animated shark where it's like, here, eat this yogurt and you will get, you know, and you'll get, you know, full. And the kid can never open it, so he turns into a skeleton. That's one that bothered me so much because I couldn't <laughs> figure it out. It's like, what are you trying or to you tell, tell us? Me, yeah. What? Tell me now what's going. And never figured it out at the end of the day. I was so I'm so pissed about that. But like, the commercials are actually trying to tell Wanda what she needs. Now we stopped yeah. getting the commercials after episode seven for obvious reasons. But episode yeah. seven is Wanda freaking out, and then. Because the vision's all the way at the edge of town and he's not, like... He's still trying to play the notion of, like, we don't have superpowers, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Um, he gets Darcy, who un- unwipes Darcy's mind, who, like, she starts telling him, like, yeah, we've been watching your episodes for, for, for days now. It's like, yeah. days? We've been in here for years. It's like, no, you've only been here for, for a couple, couple days. days. yeah. You know, like, you know, like... It's, and it's an interesting... It's an interesting thing because... Um, you know, have the babies in four hours, and then they're and then they're five, and then they're ten, and and it was one of those questions I internally had. So it was neat to have that answer. Mm-hmm. And and again, my favorite my favorite part of this entire thing is that where they're they're in this like this big kind of like step van, I guess, and they're trying to get to um, back to back to Wanda here at the end of the day, but they keep getting stopped by random, you know, either construction signal lights or, and or, or children crossing the road. road. Yeah, and at one point here, like they're doing like these mock interviews in front of the step fan with a camera crew. Yeah, and Vision eventually toward the end of it's just like, why the hell am I doing an interview right now? Like, who are you? Where did you come from? <laughs> Wait, like I could just get there. there why do yeah. I need to drive? Yeah, and it's so funny when he's finally just like, the hell have I been doing? Well, at some point he realizes that that Wanda's been putting in all the uh, these obstacles to yeah. slow him down, and so like he eventually just kind of like leaves Darcy in the in the truck, and he's just like, I got this, and he just kind of like, voom, and flies away. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, um, uh, again, Wanda's trying to figure out what's going on, and she's noticing kind of the weirdness of stuff happening. Um, it's actually. Tommy actually mentions that like it's really hard. Or, um, which one was it? They're, they're twins. They're hard to remember. Yeah. Billy, who's the one who again who has the same powers as uh, Wanda, Wanda here. Wanda, yeah. He mentions that like it's hard being around all the other people because you he because he hears their thoughts, thoughts all the time. Versus Agatha, he doesn't hear her thoughts. That's why he likes being around her. So, so it's kind of already kind of foreshadowing it there a yeah. little bit, and then finally, toward the end of the episode, Wanda is trying to go. It goes over to Agatha's house because we we've, we've never actually seen Agatha's house. Though. And Monica is going to go back in. Oh, Mon- yeah, Monica's trying to get back in. She's and Monica gets back in. Yeah, Monica gets back in. Um, but Darcy warns her that if you go back in, and mm-hmm. Darcy and Darcy obviously gets sucked in. Yeah, but, so this is episode. But Monica warns her, or Darcy warns Monica, you know, you're being traced too because the, the director is tracing people from from certain molecular changes mm-hmm. and she says, you know, it's already changed you. Somehow. It's changed part of you already. Because again, yeah. 
so the way they actually ever find the anomaly and find the signal in there is that they're finding what is this cosmic radiation and background or cosmic background radiation, radiation which yeah. is what came of the Big Bang and also what kind of cap happened and came of the Infinity Gauntlets and Infinity yeah. Stones. And so um, this cosmic radiation sort of stuff here, like going through it is dangerous on a certain level because we don't know what will happen to it, but Monica willingly goes through it a second time, time as well. Yeah. Um, initially she tries to get it in like a Mars rover sort of thing and that just will it, not do. They it, it, it brought out the biggest, heaviest vehicle. Um, and then she just kind of like goes through and it. And it throws it right back out. Oh yeah, no. And she actually has to eject from it so she doesn't get hurt when it gets yeah. violently sort of like noped. Yeah. Um, and then Monica eventually gets back in by kind of pushing her way through similar how the vision pushed his way out. Yeah. Um, and so what's interesting from Monica's point of view, because she gets there by episode by the end of episode seven, she's back in the anomaly now at this point. And and in the in the the extra footage, mm -hmm. she opens the basement door, mm -hmm. and you see purple glowing stuff. Yes, and Pietro grabs her. Grabs. Her. Now, what's interesting about Monica's? You don't see that scene again until episode nine. nine. What's interesting about Monica's attire here matches her part of her superhero costume that she has in the comics. Well, and it's, you know, it looks very, to me, it looked very Star Trekky. Yes. And I don't know if that's intentional or not, but I certainly got that vision as well. Yeah. So so I knew it was a costume from something. Yeah. A uniform uh, for something. Yeah, a uniform for something. I yeah. wasn't, it wasn't clear what. So end of episode seven, Wanda's trying to find her kids and she walks into what eventually now is the lair of Ath Agatha Harkness. And Agatha Harkness, you know, makes a point of saying, you didn't think you were the only witch in town. Yeah. And now suddenly you're like, oh. But she's not, Agnes but, but Wanda's not a witch. Wanda at Wanda, this point doesn't know she's a witch. No, she thinks she's been altered by the Mind Stone. Now, yeah. mind you, throughout the entire series, we've been calling her uh, Agatha. Her She was going by Agnes throughout the entire series. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. She was and Agnes. I, and I, I, made that, I made that error here as well, so. Yeah. Um, you're right. She, she was Agnes. Yeah, she's going by Agnes throughout the entire thing here. Um, and she's and got she this like Agatha. giant rabbit that she's just kind of petting, like a like yeah. you would like a cat if you were a doctor, if you're yeah. an evil villain. Pet, pet, pet rabbit. Yeah, and um, oh, very very reminiscent of of Mike Myers doing that. I'm thinking Mike Myers. I'm thinking like uh, Doctor No. Yeah. I'm just thinking of like every sort of like um, super science villain that's kind of like yeah. stroking this cat, sort of like, well, now Mr. Bond, I could tell you, but you'd have yeah. to die. You're right. You're sort right. of, you know, yeah. sort of villainous sort of thing here. And then you get the classic song as well, you know, this one-minute-long song, song so which awesome. so which shows how uh, Agatha has been, like, just dicking around and screwing around with Wanda. <laughs> well, and and as part time. of the song, she says, I'm the one who killed your dog. <laughs> like, wow. when I and I killed Sparky, too. And her laugh is just, like, <coughs> is something, like, out of the Joker. It's so great. It's because I heard that it's laugh, song. and it's just, like... Great song. Oh, my goodness, that was... It, now again, we we uh, need to find a, a a YouTube video of just the song. I'm it, sure it's it out does, there. It does. Okay, there, we're, we're putting it in the show notes. We'll, we'll we'll definitely have it in there in the show notes. Yeah, because it's perfect. It is perfect. Um, so yeah, so 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 then we open up episode eight in a completely different time frame. It took me it a took, little bit. To it feel took it. me a little bit to figure out that we were in Salem, Massachusetts, circa 
1600. Something around there, yeah. We see uh, Agatha kind of unopposed and like all these women around her is like, you're a witch, aren't you? It's like, no, I'm not a witch. I'm not a witch. And then like she eventually is like, okay, yeah, I'm a witch. But you're all witches too. Yeah, and so you think she's going to be burned at the stake. Mm-hmm. And and suddenly you realize she's she's surrounded by a, a coven. Yeah, and now the coven, and, and one of them is her mom too. And apparently. one of them is her mom. Um, I can't remember who she's played by, but I I want to say she's played by a semi-famous, a fairly famous actress here at the end. I can't remember. Um, it's I think it's the same woman that played Clark Clark Kent's mom in um, uh, Man, of Tomorrow, uh, Man of Steel and. Um, uh, the DC super. She's one DC of those character super- actresses that you recognize. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to say it's her that plays that role. Um, and so you come to find out that um, Agatha is also a witch. Um, she's the absorbing powers kind of witch, apparently. Which, which I don't think even she knew until um, she was on the stone pleading for her life and don't do it. And well, don't she, do well, she, it. she's pleading for her life because she learned what was like dark magic at the end of the day right and and that's what she's accused of she's accused of, of practicing dark magic that's above and, her level and and time. she's telling her mother well i'll be good mm-hmm. like she's pleading with her mother i'll be good and and then she's she's saying what well, i didn't mean to do it i couldn't control it yeah but you can teach me how to control it mm-hmm. and she eventually kills all of her other covenant her coven. she doesn't so much kill them as as drains them enough that yeah, they just they, they start they, they decide she must go mm-hmm. um and so they 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 like put out their hands and force this blue light into her that's that that you think is going to to make her implode explode whatever and and instead she absorbs it including her mother's mm-hmm. which is a much stronger light and there it's it, the process of absorbing it here like they get older more zombified sort of they end up mummy-esque yeah ish. yeah um and and, then, and and then here's my question so she so when they're all dead she walks over to her mother and mm-hmm. grabs what obviously is an amulet and and i want to know who's making all these really poorly linked chains because i know when i go to grab a necklace it doesn't just snap off i have to unhook it unhook the clasp and 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 fiddle with it to get it off but every single time in every movie if there's a pendant being worn they just are able just to to yank it it lightly and and it goes away in their hands what is that i think it's a movie thing it's a movie it's 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 definitely a movie thing but but again in much of the same way like sometimes the chains are a lot more expensive than the actual thing at the end of it here um I thought that Agatha's thing was less of a necklace and more of actually a brooch. Well, it was on a chain when she stamped it off. She okay. didn't unfasten it. Okay, yeah. It was on a chain. but but And it's some sort of amulet. And you would think, so I thought, okay, so that amulet's going to be important. And it never was. No. You see her wear it, but you it's not it doesn't seem to have any. It's more of a trophy for her at the end of the day. Yeah. Because that amulet, because that particular brooch is a thing that the original Agatha Harkness from the comics has. Now, mind you... Oh, okay. So That's why. Ag- yeah. So another one of those Easter eggs I wouldn't You wouldn't appreciate. know unless you, okay. yeah, unless you were, like, reading the comics and you were aware of who the character was. Okay. Because in the comics, keep in mind that Agatha Harkness is a much older witch, like, of a 
Because this is a 30-something witch. Yeah, this is like a 30, maybe 40s uh, yeah. age sort of person. Yeah. And we can say that... Um, she she, we never introduced to her as having a husband or children or any of those things. No. She's just a, a neighbor. Just a no, and a nosy neighbor. Yeah. Um, you know, and we assume that Wanda's kind of in like her like late 20s, maybe early 30s at the yeah. very latest, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know... We, is just as much. I would put her 30. Yeah, 30, maybe 35. 30, 30, yeah. 30, yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood, maybe. Um, so, episode eight introduces us to there are witches. There are witches. So, not unlike And, and Wanda's Strange. not a witch. And, and well, Wanda claims she's not a witch. witch. And, and Agatha's like, yeah, you are. You, you just don't know it. Yeah. Um, and Wanda goes to try to, like, give me back my kids. It's like, no. Yeah. You, you, you don't get to call the shots here. Wanda goes to use her powers, and Agatha's is like... They're in the basement. They're in the basement, yeah. And, and, you know, Wanda tries to use her powers, and she can. And then Agatha's like, honey, I'm a witch, too. Like, didn't anybody teach you the basics of being a witch? You, if anybody See has the four these, ruins? Yeah, see these six runes? If, like, they're That's in a field, okay. if, they're in my, if they're in my domain... If I created them. If I created them, only the witch who created them can use their powers in, my, in their domain. You know, and... You're not the one who created them, huh? So like, and she's real snarky the whole time. Oh, she's the perfect amount yeah. of snark. I love yeah. this. I love this yeah. version of, of of this character so much. Yeah. It's just so like villainous, sort of like I got you under my control, but I'm gonna be snarky about it. Yeah, you know, make you feel it. Yeah, and then we get to, so then we go through this. What I guess is like the greatest hits of Wanda the person, not the TV show at so all. So the deal, the deal is this. Is is Agatha realizes that because because she keeps asking her so how'd you do it how'd you do it how'd you do it yeah. and and Wanda keeps saying quite honestly I I don't know I don't understand I'm it. not a witch so I mean like I don't yeah. know how I did this I just do this I just do this you know. and she says well then we're gonna have to find out mm -hmm. and the only way we can find out is to find out who Wanda is yeah so we're gonna take Wanda back to the most painful memories of her life and mm -hmm. um, we learn about wanda's love of, of sitcoms sitcoms because in the eastern block her her father used to used to buy and resell american dvds i ran even dvds they were vhs no they were dvds oh were they dvds I oh yeah because vhs like would have been much much thicker i mean these were all fitting in what would have been like conservative like a big suitcase, uh, luggage suitcase, I okay. guess, at the end of the day. And he had all sorts of titles, but her favorite is a Dick Van Dyke, which is hidden in the wall. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we, we, so they have movie night. Well, what they have is they have uh, English night, is what they're calling English it. night, and yeah. the intention is for them to practice their English so they can be better at English. Um, and what's interesting about that suitcase is that it's all the different shows that are set that they're being set up of. So you see the Brady Bunch in there. You see Bewitched. You see yeah. Dick Van Dyke, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Um, you know all these different classic TV shows that they've been making spoofs of this entire time. They've been using their homes. Yeah. So, um, and again, this is English night where they only speak English so they can practice their English at the end of the night, and they practice English by watching um, sitcoms. Famously, um, there is. One of the actresses from Full House here, the older one, or mm -hmm. the eldest daughter, um, married a Russian uh, hockey player who learned English by watching her in Full House. That's cute. Yeah, so it's a kind of a cute story. It's like, how did you yeah. learn English? Oh, I watched my wife in uh, Full House. 
There you go. That's yeah. That's it's, that's cute at the end of the day. That's it like it's purposely cute. Yeah. Um. So we see Wanda going through as, um, as a very young child and witnessing the explosion, witnessing her, um, the bombing of her house and this. But but it's significant the episode of Dick Van Dyke that they play. Yes. So you will have to explain that part for me a little bit more because I'm not okay. familiar with the episode. So so she her favorite episode of Dick Van Dyke has Dick Van Dyke. And the walnuts. Okay. And he he is dreaming about the walnuts, and the walnuts are taking over the world. And at one point, he opens a closet, and it outflow all these walnuts with Laura Petri streaming out of, the, out of the closet on top of the walnuts, and she's putting walnuts in his pocket, and the walnuts are everywhere. And why this becomes significant is later on, Wanda says, says um, it's not real, it's all in my mind. Mm-hmm. And, and and just just like that episode. See, Kitty, I wasn't familiar with that particular episode of Dick Van Dyke, so I would have I didn't catch. He's up He's having on that. dreams, and 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 he he um, dreams of restless sleep, having to do with with just the whole world being taken over by walnuts. Okay, um, and then from there we go through um, Wanda getting the visiting the Mindstone the first time. Yeah, and gaining the powers, uh, or getting the powers, which is so. This is an interesting notion that I found with. By the, the by the way, mm-hmm. how weird is it that they're they're experimenting on people and they literally say nobody's lived through being exposed to it. Yeah, and, and tell and, her, and they accidentally realize that the mic is still on as he's saying this. Yeah, like why would you continue to do it? Why wouldn't you like, just turn around and walk? That, yeah, why would, well, why why wouldn't want to just turn around and walk out? She clearly has a thing against Stark at this point, though. Yeah. So. Yeah, because it's a Stark bomb mm-hmm. that blows up and kills her parents, and you yeah. see, the, see the, the, it says Stark on it. Yeah, and again, they only survived because the bomb didn't go off. Now, again, it's it's illusions being made by Agatha here. It's like, well, did you use your witch powers to not make it go off, or did it just not go off? That's when you found out. That's when you first started using your witchly little powers. Well, Wanda's explanation is, well, no, we didn't know it was defective. Yeah. So we just stayed there for two days waiting for it to go off. And and Agatha very snarkily is like, so you just built this little nest for yourselves and it kept you safe and the bomb just didn't go off. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, trying to point out to Wanda that, no, you've been practicing witchly powers the for whole time. For a while, time. you just yeah. did not realize it. You just never had yeah. a proper teacher to teach you. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of go, th- so again, you get the Wanda getting her powers. Now again, Here's what's interesting about the the various because there's been at least the Mind Stone and the Space Stone that have given powers to other people, right? But they haven't actually given the powers that are associated with the stones. Now, if you think about it, you know, like the mind, you know, the Mind Stone gave Wanda additional like which you know we initially thought heightened, heightened her powers, heightened her powers, and we initially thought that like the powers that it gave just expanded her mind to be able to you tap into these potentials because again we didn't know they yeah. were actually powers but really her powers are actually more related to the uh, reality stone which is also red in color which is similar to what her powers look like when she uses them because when they're used with uh pietro pietro doesn't get either reality warping powers or an enhanced mind he actually gets powers of the space stone and be able to yeah. move real quickly and that's also seeing that when he moves, he looks like a blue blur. Yeah. So this matches very similar with that. Um, even when we get to, you know, the first uh, Captain America movie here, 
um, that the Space Stone, um, when used to create the Hydra weapons, create weapons that are more attuned to what would potentially be like the Mind Stone shooting out lasers or the Power Stone shooting out lasers even. So it's what it's interacting with that, yeah. that affects how it's... Yeah, so it, with, and again, even when we, use the, when we see the Power Stone, or we, we see the Space Stone being used as a fuel source for the engine that's being used in Captain Marvel, the radiation from that actually gives Captain Marvel powers of what would be, I think, the Power Stone, more likely. Yeah. Um, although it glows kind of a more yellowish hue than anything else. So um, it's curious to probably get a little more lore into these things that don't exist anymore because, again, it's curious that the powers that they gave to other people are not the same powers that they that they you would think initially would give, give them their powers. Like you would assume that if you... Um, were given powers if you were you know given powers by the mind to have something to do with the mind but that's not necessarily the case same thing with the space stone where instead of giving you the ability to move quickly like it gave you enhanced strength and yeah, durability so, and so, stuff. It's a, so it impacts each person yeah it's, different. An, it's an interesting idea there yeah well i mean from there from 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 the mind stone thing she ends up in a um the next place you see her is in an in the avengers bunker and this bunker. is where she's mourning Pietra's loss and um, it's Vision that comes to tour and says you know like the fact Tries that you loved her. him so much you know mean you know the fact that you care so much to mourn him like this means that you really did love him and he's not gone because you still have him in your heart to care this much about him and that's kind of I think well he also he also talks about his own loneliness yeah that he doesn't understand anything. He's only like at this point a couple weeks, days, weeks old, but potentially. Yeah. So. Um, I I don't know that. I don't have. You know, I, I am alone. I don't I don't have that connection with anyone. Yeah. And so, um, and that's where the two of them finally start having, where you see the early signs of their initial relationship. Ship, yeah. Um, being formed essentially, which would eventually, you know, going into civil war, you'd see a little bit more, and then you get to. Um, the Infinity War, and you see, like, well, no, they've literally been sneaking away with each other to have this romantic sort of like uh, affair with each other, really. Yeah. So, um, but as we go through episode eight here, we get to see that, and then we get to the actual episode. Then we get to the actual um, bit where she visits the Sword headquarters. Yeah. Now, back in well, I mean, prior prior to this, you actually do see her removing the stone. From Vision. I think you actually do see the the clip in which she... Um, Destroys the Vision, or... Yeah. I don't recall that part, necessarily. It's been a couple of days since I finished watching it, though, so... Um, but primarily what's, what we go back to is that in Episode 4, they make a point of saying that she... That they inferred that she went into the Sword Headquarters, blew off the doors, and stole the Vision. The yeah, vision they tell from us that, the, yeah. From the facility... Yeah, um, and, and that that's how they how she's recreated him. recreated the vision here, and come to find out through episode eight through her own vi through her own gap years that she does visit Sword, and she lets herself in, and this because this is where the vision is being kept. It's been about yeah. two weeks and, after, and he's in pieces. Yeah, and not only in pieces, like he's been dismantled Told, in pieces, yeah. and he's like in a, you know. Um, bad state of disassembly here and, and she wants to bury him yeah she wants to give him a proper funeral and um in the course and of the Duke's, director takes her yeah and the director gives you know shows her it and everything and she's all ready to take the body but then 
doesn't at all. Well, okay, so the director tells her that that vision doesn't belong to her. She mm-hmm. said because she, she's saying I'm here to take the body because I'm his last known Ken. He has no Ken. Mm-hmm. He doesn't belong to you. He's he's a a weapon. Yeah, he's a very expensive weapon, and and he belongs to us. So you can't have him. Yeah. So and she and she leaves very accepting of this notion here and when she leaves she actually visits and she goes down there and touches him and and, and feels and, him and then she's like just very much kind of like a I guess the best way to describe it here and again I don't know this from a from having done it personally would be like identifying the body and giving it like one final touch before you give, bury it at yeah the end of the day, to give, give yourself some closure yeah um, come to find out that her and vision had intended on retiring in this one New Jersey town. He had bought this lot with it had a burned down house. Yeah, and, and all they, the all this there is the foundation. And they had intended to live there to live out their lives there at yeah. the, end the at the end. And literally the 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 plot um deed, you know, he's drawn a heart and, and uh you know, it says a place to grow old together. Yeah. And so um, you find out that, you know, Wanda's visit the site where they would have had this family and relationship, and she just has this emotional outburst that causes the entire events of the Hex, and when she realizes what's happened here, it's like day one of Vision and Wanda having moved into the Dick Van Dyke-style house. Yeah, so so you literally watch the house build around her. I mean, the, the CGI here is, is excellent. Top-notch. Yeah. Um, you you literally watch her sort of um, radiate out. So she's she's just she's out of her own body and she's a red glowing thing mm-hmm. with all these red whirls around her. And all of a sudden the house gets gouts gets built and you literally watch things slide into place um, as the house gets built. And suddenly the, she's in this reality. Mm-hmm. And, and you and, and you and, and, and you and yeah and you're you're suddenly. Your vision appears, mm-hmm. and you don't see her put him together. No, because she never had the body, and he just kind of apparates. Yeah. And but 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 you're right. In the earlier episode, they were told that she took his body. Yeah. So the vision that we've been seeing this entire time is not actually vision at all. It's just a facsimile of who Wanda, you know, wants apparated. Apparated. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day. Um, that becomes important. Very important later on. Um, and so the end of the episode comes up with um, Agatha, you know, is clearly taken a hold of Billy and Tommy and has them kind of in the clutches. Um, she's also now changed her outfit to this very kind of old-fashioned, purpley well, sort of outfit. She's, she's wearing what she was wearing at the Salem Witch Trial. Which is very similar to the outfit that she wears in the comics, too. Okay, so, so we're, in, we're in the finale now. Yeah, so now we're in the finale, but again... When we go through the actual end of the credits, before we get to the actual show credits, we get another new piece of information. So during this entire time, they've been working on a project called Project Cataract. Yeah. And apparently Project Cataract was to rebuild Vision and power him back up. But he's all white. But he's all white now. Which again, And remember, Cataract is your eyes going white, right? Yeah. So that's kind of an interesting name. And what they figured out was like, oh, we were just figuring, we were just missing the power source here, and so they have the drone in which Wanda like violently threw out of the yeah. thing here, and it's like, 
well, it's got some of her power in it, so that's going to repower this vision. Now it's this, absorbed some of her energy. Yeah, and this thing wakes up, and it's very much like of the, huh? Very much an android robot, which again. Yeah. This ties in the, into the events of the comics where he did get disassembled and then reassembled, losing all of his previous memories and in the process turning white as well. Um, so now we're into the final episode, episode yeah. nine. And um, Wanda... And we, and we only know about the, the white guy because we watched the credits. Yes. So you got to watch the credits. You have to watch the credits. Always have to watch the credits in Marvel and then And at the end of this, we'll talk about... about really watching all of the credits because it is very interesting to me on mm -hmm. points of the out. Um, so Wanda initially starts to fight with Agatha but finds out that like she absorbs magical powers and mummifies you as you do that I guess. Or gets her older. hand starts to turn even her face starts to age at yeah. one point. Um, and then and then this the vision as they're now calling him. So yeah. I want to the call him vision. I want to call him vision 2.0 but I think the vision works a lot better. Yeah. Um, shows up and approaches Wanda, and she's like, "What? What are you? What are you? Your your vision, and you're not my facsimile of vision either." Yeah. And this vision, like you know, walks up to Wanda, is like, "Wanda, it's time for you to go." And she's like, "Okay," and he just reaches out and starts strangling her. Yeah. And you're just like, you know, like oh, I must, no. I must, you know, it's time to stop you now. And she's like. And then the original, you know, and then our facsimile vision appears. Wanda's and, vision. And now they start, uh, and those two fight each other while Agatha starts fighting with um, Agatha here. Now, in the Wanda back... Starts, Wanda's fighting with Agatha. This, yeah. And the, and the boys... Mm -hmm, want to help, but the boys are very much of the, like, no, go back home. Yeah, Wanda's telling them to go back home. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they're like, no, we're staying here to help you. Yeah. Uh, but she eventually forces, you know, yells at him. It's like, listen to your father, go home. You know. Well, actually, at one point they tasked them with taking on the military. Yes, but at, at a later, later. Okay. A, a little bit later. Okay. Um, but meanwhile, we also get um, Pietro and Monica. The scene from the end of seven. Yes. So finally, yeah. getting back to that here. So um, Monica is apparently in, I guess, what is this attic loft space with. Pietro and being Piet held captive. Yeah, and Pietro's just kind of like there with her, like stopping her from leaving. He's just eating. Yeah, it's like, where are you trying to? You want to, you want to go try to help him? It's like, nah. nah. And and he, um, Evan Peters describes himself as being um, like uh, Jesse from Full House in a lot of these episodes, like the cool uncle. Yeah. So, which is very, very much seems of the part here at the end of the day. But again, so, so again, I'm going to so. Monica says, how is she controlling you? Yeah. Like and, controlling. She, and she figures it out. He's got this funky... Beaded necklace, necklace sort of thing. Yeah. And she pulls on it. And what does it do? It, it just snaps off right, right away. I'm just telling you. No, no, no. They, they need new clasps. No, no, mind you. When it snaps off, it doesn't just like shatter and, and shatter apart. It doesn't apart. fall it just apart. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just like yank off. It's like... What is this class that's holding this on at this point yeah, now? Yeah. Now that you've mentioned it here, like, and I know it was a trope before, and now I'm pissed about it. Even <laughs> I'm just saying. So I'm just like, it, it, it's just one of those things I've noticed through the years. It's just wrong. So, so yeah, she grasps the 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 beaded necklace and and uh, and, and tucks it on like, very lightly, and 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 there it goes. And um, because that's what happens to any sort of 
necklace that people are wearing. Um, and suddenly he becomes, he has no... Um, he returns back to being Ralph Boner. Right, with, complete with with uh, act, actor photos. Actor photos of him. And he's just like, sorry, I didn't mean to do it. What's going on? He's like really not even, he's like unclear with where he is, except that is, I think, his house. Or his attic at the bare minimum. His attic, okay. Yeah, like he's been living in that attic or something. I, you think he's like a washed up actor or something along yeah. those lines, potentially. Yeah. It's like, again, like great name of Ralph Boner. Boner. Yeah. Know, so yeah. even Monica like looks in his like, Ralph Boner. Boner? Really? really? Yeah. So, um, so Agatha and Wanda are fighting, and Wanda's not doing very good well, here today. Yeah, she looks like she's going to lose this thing. Yeah, and Agatha's making Because there's big... nothing she can do without sending Agatha power. Yeah. And Agatha's very much of this notion is like, um, you know, like, you can't beat me, so you've got two choices what? either... Give me your powers, and I'll, and I'll let you, you keep and I'll let this you world. Keep, let you keep this reality that you got going on, this perfect little reality that you got for yourself. Or I kill you and I take your powers anyway. And she makes a big deal out of you want you want vision. Yeah, you want you want this reality, and hey, like all the power to you for coming up with this here because it's a weird stuff. Because again, what she tells uh, she admires her. Yeah, yeah. And what she tells Wanda here initially is that like. You created this out of whole cloth. This doesn't exist. But You're... she also tells you, you are the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, it's... You are... It's it's, it's... chaos. Yeah, this is chaos You're... magic that you have that alters reality and that you are the... You know, there's been a person, person prophesized in my weird kind of tell me more about, you know, I will be important in later films book that says that there is this creature called the Scarlet Witch that will bring absolute destruction and chaos to the entire world because of her weird powers. Um... And that, you know, hey, if I take the powers of the Scarlet Witch, maybe I'll become the Scarlet Witch as well. Or at worst, I will protect reality from having the Scarlet Witch out there and I will make, you know, and I will actually be helping the world out on a certain level from stopping the Scarlet Witch from ever happening. But she's evil. Agatha's evil. Yeah, but again, like, if you're doing evil stuff for a good purpose, I mean, like, are you really the you're bad good guy? Well, okay, so this is into that into that theory of good chaos versus bad chaos, that chaos isn't necessarily bad. And, and we've had this come up any number of times mm -hmm. in, in, in past uh In past topics. materials, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's, it's, I'm still of the opinion here that, like, People doing bad things don't necessarily believe that they're doing bad things. Again, if you look at most... It's the consequences. Yeah. Well, and you deal with that in this particular episode, too. Yeah, because, again, at a certain point here, like, the town's folks are kind of like... They, they find themselves back in kind of like the heart of the town, like downtown area. And at this point, the, all of all of the mind stuff is gone. Well, well, Agatha makes a point of uh, removing all the... Excuse me. Sorry. Or high peaks on there so it was perfect so we can cut them out later so yeah so wanda uh so Ag they've actually moved back to the back of town agatha's basically like removed all the mind control stuff and everyone starts approaching wanda and it's very much like i'm gonna punch you so you don't do anything sort well, of actually mood. actually the first one that approaches her is this sort of snarky one from episode two the, 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 perfect, the debut, de debutante. debutante perfect girl and um like, and she she says I'll do anything you want. Maybe my daughter can be friends with your your you, sons, your kids, or something. But, but, yeah. Right now, she's locked in her room and she can't leave. Yeah, like, and I just want to be with my daughter. Yeah, can I please just go back to my daughter? And then other people are very much of this like, we see your nightmares every single night when we we dream. can't sleep. We can't yeah. sleep. It's and she didn't realize any of those things were happening. No, 
and um, and she keeps saying, "No, no, I, I'm going to make everything good. I mean, like we're all going to go back to be. You're all going to be happy again." It's like they're not happy. They're not happy. And this is, and it, but this it's the first the, time she becomes aware of really like what damages she's been causing yeah, to and, other people. Yeah, and and um, Vision already kind of knew mm-hmm. from what Agnes mentioned to mentioned him and then also him. when he's been kind of and, like and 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 the his one co-worker yeah so he's kind yeah. of already gotten the the gist that like people are suffering here but it's my wife and i'm not going to cross my wife either he loves her and well and and so you know one of the things that 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 came across to me um as they started to, to talk about having having her um, bad dreams mm-hmm. is that even in the perfect world in which Wanda gets what Wanda wanted, yeah, she gets to she gets to to raise a family with vision and they get to live in this idyllic place. Even in that perfect world, she's having bad dreams. Yep, maybe sad. Yeah, yeah. So um, the perfect world wasn't perfect. No, it was never perfect. There is, yeah. and, and just yeah. a reminder that there is no perfect, perfect world, world at the end yeah. of the day here. Yeah. Um, by this point here, um, Wanda's like at the. Wanda's very much of the uh, in a bad position sort of thing here at the end of the day. So she's not in a. Um, she's she's losing the fight here, and she yeah. gets joined by Timmy and Tommy, but also the military have like decided that they're going to storm this thing as well here. Yeah. But all meanwhile here we've got Vision and the Vision. Yeah. We're fighting one another, and both are on, I guess, equal footing, I guess is the best way to describe it. it yeah, it's interesting. And Vision actually makes a point of going to the Vision and gives him a um, logical fallacy, which... he ex- Yeah, so you've been sent to kill me, but... I'm but not real. I'm not real. So what are you actually killing? Killing, and you don't have the Mind Stone, so... You're not really the vision either. Either neither of us are really the vision, mm-hmm. and the vision gets it and just flies off. Well, so what happens here is that the vision, you know, that Wanda's vision convinces the vision to be like you weren't always this person. They're blocking your memories. Your memories. That's right. And, and he, he gives him some. And he gives him may some I? Yeah, and, and, and does a little mind thing where he's done to other people, and he actually t- he t- you know touches his face, mm-hmm. yeah. and actually like opens up some of his memories and stuff. And his eyes actually go from this like metallic sort of robotic blue actually back to human eyes. Yeah, and um, you know at the end of the year like he flies off. We don't know whatever happens to this white vision at the end of the day. Um, he just then, flies straight up. Just flies straight up and leaves, and. You know, Wanda's vision now goes and joins um, the goes joins Wanda and her family. So all the yeah. families together. So it's the kids who actually disarm the military here again. Yeah. And, she leaves it to them. Yeah. And then Wanda basically looks at um, you know Vision and says, "Protect the kids. I know how to solve this, yeah. or I'm going to go take care of, of Agatha yes. here." Yeah. And how does that? And how does she defeat Agatha at the end of the day? Oh, it's it's just brilliant because um, Agatha Agatha is expecting her to hit her again with with all of her magical powers, powers, which she does. Mm-hmm. And she gets more increasingly mollified looking as well. Well, 
and then Agatha goes to strike back and can't do anything. She's flying, but mm-hmm. she can't do anything. No, nope. it's like nothing's coming out. And um, and Wanda says, "Well, didn't you know? Mm-hmm. If it's my domain and I create these ruins, ruins the then you can't cast any spells. Mm-hmm. You taught me." And, and it's the first time that Wanda really acknowledges that Wanda is a witch. At a this witch. Point. Yeah. So what's interesting about this fight here is that you see her throwing, I guess, what looks like to be like chaotic energy at Agatha and then occasionally missing, though. Yeah. And what you find is that when you when she misses, like there is a thud a little bit later on that kind of like 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 you were hitting something like, landed, like something landed, like 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 a. Yeah. Like one of those like little rubber balls was hitting the back of a wall and like yeah. a tennis racket court or yeah. something or a racket court. And that's when she was creating the runes. ruins. On, yeah, when she was creating the runes on the various uh, points of her, of her wall. Because again, yeah, it's in the shape of a hexagon Gun, at the end yeah. of the day. So again, it's the six, literally perfect place for six spots. The clouds kind of slowly kind of depart a little bit and it reveals what's going on. Yeah. And then Wanda is very much of the notion she's like, Well, you taught me, you know, yeah. this and so now I'm gonna now I used it against you and literally goes through the point of stealing all of Agatha's powers from her. Yeah. Literally absorbs it. Uh, what happens to Agatha, by the way? We never really find out. Oh we do. Oh we do? Oh yeah, no, she 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 gives her the ultimate punishment. Oh, that's right. She's going to stay in the town. So she's going to stay in the town, but and she's going to stay, stay in the town t- as Agnes. And she's going to stay in the town as Agnes, the nosy neighbor. Yeah. The role that you, you again. The role the, that you chose. The role you, the role you chose for yourself. Yeah. And that so, way, I can come back and ask you questions when I need to. Yeah. You're right. You know, so yeah. I can leave you here, and I'll know where to find you if I need you for anything. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, like the people in the town are like, are not there immediately, but she realizes kind of what she has to do at this particular yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and she also now looks like. The Scarlet Witch as well. She's got kind of the little headpiece on. It's got the horns on it. She's it's, also it's got it. It's formed itself. She's in her. She's got kind of a more leathery sort of looking thing. Where before she was kind of in a mom. No, I wouldn't say a mom tracksuit is not the right, correct way to say. It. She's just like a jeans, t- skinny jeans T-shirt and like yeah. a, a trainer jacket on. I yeah. guess is the best way to describe that. I guess. Yeah. Or a hoodie. I yeah. don't. I don't know how best to describe hoodie. that. Yeah, it was a hoodie. Yeah. Um. So, but she's transformed into this like, you know. Not necessarily devilish, but like it's very much of this. It's very a very much superhero, very heroic kind of looking costume. Yeah. It's very much in line with what her costumes have been in the past, which have been kind of this like leathery sort of a like vampy. you know like vi- you know um, not necessarily maroon, but kind of this dark red sort of like leathery like a sort burgundy of burgundy maroon. Yeah, 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 burgundy yeah. would be a good one there. Um, although it's hard to think of Burgundy and not think of Ron Burgundy, but oh, that's, that's 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 yeah. head cannon, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they take the kids home, and the hex itself starts collapsing on itself. And 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 I mean, they, I mean she envisioned of sorts almost have the conversation. What it reminded me of was the uh, the same conversation that happens in Wonder Woman two. Mm-hmm. Why can't why can't I, I keep what I what I really want at the end of the yeah, day? Yeah, why can't I have happiness? Mm-hmm. Um, and and why do I have to sacrifice? Because you know they have the conversation. You know what you have to do. Yeah, and um, and it it always devolves into this conversation. I, like it seems to me like almost all superheroes have to have to have this sort of. I can't angst. be happy 
but I'm doing the right thing. But I'm doing something. Yeah, I'm sacrificing. Well, it's 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 the self sacrifice to save the world. Mm -hmm. And and they have that conversation. And again, it's the self sacrifice to save the world. And and I have such empathy for Wanda because she's now lost him three times. Yes, potentially a fourth year if we. Uh, Although he does, he does leave her with hope. Yes, he does leave her with hope, and they, they so they go they go up and they tuck the kids in the, into the, the bed, bed. And, and they don't say that you know we'll see you in the morning, but you know let just know that families are always families. Families are always families, and your mom and your dad love you very much. much yeah. Um, and she says goodbye. And families never never really go away. Nope. They're, they they always survive. Mm -hmm. And then she says goodbye to Vision as well. And a very he, loving embrace as, the, as as he's devolving. As, he, as he's devolving, the house is literally getting like torn apart. apart yeah, you know, and, things are flying. Yeah, and, and 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 he says, "Well, we've said goodbye three times before, mm -hmm. so or we've said goodbye twice before, and, and this is our third time." So, and she she finishes the sentence. So we'll we'll get to say hello again. Yes. Um, she then appears back into the town, and she meets with Monica, and she's very much of the opinion is like, you know, and she knows I, who Monica is. Yeah, and, and she she recognizes who Monica is now, and Monica's like, you know, had I been in your same shoes, you know, you don't hate me for this. It's like, no, because if I had been in your shoes, I would have done anything to bring back my mom as well. Yeah, you know, so she she appre she um, she gets it. She gets it. She empathizes and she understands. Yeah. You know, and she she and I can keep my Monica has been of this opinion here. It's like we're not going to stop this without Wanda as well. Yeah. So we need to we need Wanda's we need, we participation. Need Wanda, we, we need Wanda's participation to stop this because it's of Wanda's seemingly own creation to begin with, yeah. anyways. And yeah. no amount of our military force is going to stop that from stopping her at this point. Uh, but we also kind of at this point realize that. Wanda's like the most, the strongest Marvel, the strongest character in all of the Marvel continuity. I, I guess an argument could be made for Captain Marvel potentially, but I mean, like that's the only one I was trying to think of it too, and that was the only one. You know, and this is so connected to Captain Marvel, this mm -hmm. this particular series. Yeah. Um, that uh, yeah, I think that that link is is pretty intentional. But yeah, well, and what happens is 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 everything finally finally devolves. She ends up back in the same outfit she was in, standing in the same vacant lot that she was in mm -hmm. when the world started building. Yeah, when she when when the when before the hex happened, which is this kind of like this kind of like hoodie, long coat almost sort of thing. Yeah. And, um, again, this is when she goes back into town and she realized that the folk absolutely hate her and that, you know, nobody's gonna like her at this point. So she yeah. flies off and leaves. Yeah. Um the ending credits here are um, Monica getting visited by a person that says like, "Hey, we need your help. Um, you know, we we need we're gonna use you for sword a little bit more, and we we have a job for you." And she's like, "And she's like, okay, well, where's the job? It's uh, up there." And she's and like, she... "What do you mean up there?" It's like, and the person reveals himself to be um, a scroll, and it's like, "Oh, we get to see these people again." Yeah. And it's the same one from Captain Marvel as well that was the mom. Yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, it was it was really kind of cool the way that that was that was done. What's interesting to me though again these are the same characters again from Peter from Spider-Man Far From Home too cuz again those had the scrolls in it as well. Yeah. So it's curious to see like cuz again like a big thing in the Marvel comics was the scrolls were hiding in plain sight. Yeah. amongst the humans and that they eventually revealed themselves to be all these major characters that had been scrolls the entire time. Yeah. 
Um, so it leads me to wonder, like, I like how they're, again, in hiding in plain sight as humans, but that they're doing good this time, maybe? Which is interesting. So, well, I mean, but at the end of Captain Marvel, we learn that they're not necessarily bad. No, and, and again, in scrolls were also a big deal or a big part of the Fantastic Four universe as well. Yeah. So, um, and this is clearly setting up um, potentials for the Fantastic Four as well, because the Fantastic Four's powers come from cosmic radiation that they received. I would not surprise me if the Fantastic Four gained their powers from Captain Marvel doing something with her powers that causes a shockwave that would... That they absorb. That they would absorb, because that's been... Originally, the Fantastic Four go out into an go out an experimental spaceship to prove Reed Richards right, you know. So the four original cast go there, and they get hit by this cosmic, you know, wave that kind of hits them, and that's how they gain their superpower. So it wouldn't surprise me if the end credits to Marvel Two or Captain Marvel Two is the shockwave that gets let out because of something she did at some point that hits the spacecraft that warps the the Fantastic Four into being the Fantastic Four. Interesting. So so before we talk about what the future is for WandaVision, oh, it, because I think we do, but... The but, ending of WandaVision as well is she's in a cabin. Yeah. Researching the book. What does she look like when she's researching the book? Oh, she looks... Yeah. No, no. She looks like Doctor Strange when he was using the Time That's Stone, true. like sitting in kind of like this, like, sitting position, like with his hands up, kind of like, you know, looking through the various... Like, looking very realities. zen. Looking yeah. very zen, like... So, what we know... So, what we know about Wanda here is potentially she will be coming back for Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. We don't know what her job is going to be in Doctor Strange 2, though. Okay, so so just just real, real quick before we delve into other things, because I thought this was really cool. So, okay. I, I watched the credits all the way through. Mm-hmm. And, um, and... There are, are credits for the voiceover in Quebecois, in French, in um, Latin American Spanish, in Castellano, which is, is you know, what, what you would speak in Espana, okay. in Spain, um, uh, Japanese, so there, in every, all these other languages that were voiced over. Yep. And, and there must have been like eight or ten of them. Oh, yeah. So 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 it was issued with voiceover in all these different languages, which I thought was really cool. I, it, it's very much speaking to this. I, and what I think is very interesting about the about making sure that again it got released with that too. It's not like this was added in at a later point. It got released with these with these voiceovers. Well, yeah, because we're 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 you know a week post finale, and I'm looking at the at the credits, and it's got got the credits for all the voiceovers. Mm-hmm. So it was released in all those languages. And I, I um, you know, to, to release it in French, okay, but to release it in Quebecois, to release it in, in, in uh, Spanish, and then also in Castellano, which is a, a, another version of Spanish, yep. another form of Spanish. Um, it, to me, it was really interesting to see um, in 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 German in all these different languages that, that it got generated that far out here as well. Because again, I mean, like even when we were in um, even when we were in Japan back in two thousand nineteen, I mean, like those Marvel movies, you know, were not a 
big deal over there, but I mean, like they they were not unconsequential at the end of the day. I mean, yeah. they were still a, they were still a thing over there. Well, as some, well. one of the movies had just come out when we were there because I remember seeing it. Seeing yeah. It. Well, remember when we were in the first day we were there, we saw people dressed up as Spider Man and other Spi- yeah. and other Marvel yeah. characters. They were just kind of posing. And we were just kind of like well, you oh. pay them to take pictures. Yeah, you it's like like being pictures. in Times Square. Oh yeah, or it was very much like Times Square, but except it was on a bridge. Yeah, yeah, in Dutton Birdie. Yeah. Which was cool in and of itself. It was very cool. And we saw. I it love was, that street. And there was a spider. There was even that a Spider-Man kind of just hanging out on a signage there too. Yeah, yeah. No, anything. It, it's certainly, it's certainly a thing. I just thought it was incredible that that in the original release you have all these different languages. So, is there more Wandavision to come? Probably not as a TV series, no. But Wanda is certainly going to be around for later stuff. You here. have the Scarlet Witch. You have the Scarlet Witch. Um, when does with, that come out? Well, no. So she is known as the Scarlet Witch now because. Oh, I thought she was getting her own movie. No, 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 no. So she's known as the Scarlet Witch because keep in mind when even though she was in all these other various other movies, she's known as the Scarlet Witch from the Marvel comics, but they never actually made a point of saying she is Scarlet Witch. Okay. At all, like. Like, if you remember famously in... Um, now she knows she is. I mean, she yeah. only discovers that through this process. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. If well, re- and what happens once you train her up? There are real possibilities here. Well, and again, the concern... The thing is where she'll come in most likely is going to be um, Doctor Strange 2. Because Doctor Strange and the madness of multiverses, you know... Mm-hmm. Could mean could be point of Wanda trying to alter reality and create alternate universes or multiverses. That it's been theorized that there's a possibility that this multiverse element will allow them to bring back um, the Iron Man, Captain America, other characters potentially, but allow them to be portrayed by other actors instead because it'll be from an alternate reality. So there's a potential you could have these characters come back at a certain point. Um, but just alternate versions of them, kind of like how Gamora is not our Gamora; it's the twenty twelve, it's the twenty twelve or twenty fourteen version of Gamora. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, from the first Guardians of the Galaxy, before she fell in love with Peter Quill. So there's a possibility of that happening um, in the universe, which would be um, which would be very much in tied with what has been Marvel continuity and a lot of combo con- continuity. That a character dies, they're not really dead; it's just a waiting game until somebody decides to bring them back. But, well, I mean, you have very specifically in the end scene with Vision, mm-hmm. the whole of, of it makes sense to reason since we're saying goodbye for the third time. That, mm-hmm. that we'll say hello again. We'll say hello again. And, and I and I want to think it's the white Vision that'll come and say hi to her again, that I don't remember everything. Because he gets humanized. Yeah, because he gets, he gets some of his memories back. Or And I, I want to think that like him being out there in the world is him trying to get back his memories potentially or might even be trying to find Wanda it's like I want to find my wife or my or my I know I have a connection with I this know person I have a connection and I need to find her I'm worried something's going to happen yeah. he, he doesn't have the Mind Stone anymore but he might have traces of the Mind Stone in him still for some level so it might still yeah. give him some connection to Wanda so he might come up here later on at some point yeah um it's interesting, though, that um, Elizabeth Olsen, who's the character that is the person who portrays mm-hmm. Wanda Maximoff, doesn't have a it doesn't have a multi multi movie contract with Marvel, though. Oh, so by choice or no, no, no. That's it's just that 
um, that I think with Phase 4 right now, and especially with a lot of the new stuff that's coming out, uh-huh. that they don't know when they're going to use her next or what's going to, when they're going to be able to use her. I think she probably has a contract for um, contract for Doctor Strange 2, most likely, because they know she'll, yeah. she's, she's likely to appear in that, if not the third Doctor Strange, most likely. Uh-huh. Um, but we don't know what actually happens with Wanda after this, so much as she's just in a cabin in what feels to be the middle of nowhere. You know, I'm going to say... One of the Dakotas, maybe. Yeah. I, I yeah. just it seems like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Learning to be a witch through a very dark, evil looking book. And that, that nobody book answers is, how she got the book. How did she get the book? She took the book from Agatha. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. She made because the because the camera makes a point of lingering on the book at a certain point. You're right. It's a weird. You're right. You're right. It's a weird demonic, leathery. You know, looks of made of person leather. Looks like book. it has claws. Yeah. And um, and Agatha makes a point of opening it up at one point, saying, "I was like, see, you're the Scarlet Witch. It says you were supposed to be. It said it prophesies you coming about." Yeah. Um. So again, I do I do wonder about Wanda, um, Wanda's future future portion in, in the Marvel MCU. Yeah. Um, because she's very. She much- must be important, or else he went to went to send her to series around her, though. I think you wanted to spend a series around her anyways because she's just such an interesting character. And yeah. this very much played with the notion of the the events that happened uh, with the children, obviously, in the comics back in the 80, 80s and early 90s. You have uh, House of M, which played a huge portion of this, and again, as well as Visions, which was uh, the Vision creating his own family in sitcom style, literally. Um, all these different mashups of it. We, again, we a lot of us thought this was going to be Reality warping that allowed mutants to start appearing potentially, but like that's not happened at all. Okay. Um, and well, I the boys with sorts would be mutants. Boys could be considered mutants at a certain point, and they are in the comics. They're considered yeah. mutants, much the same way, or maybe not necessarily mutants, but because um, Wanda's not technically considered a mutant, and I say that with big, heavy air quotes. Yeah. Um. Again, I think. But we don't know who Dad. I mean. So Wanda conjured these up and... Well, because the ending credits, literally, you hear the kids, you know, crying out for help. Oh, and yeah. that's what, like, and that's what kind of, like, triggers Wanda almost at the end of the day. She's yeah. like, huh? My children? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that... I, I want to theorize that Wanda is going to try to find a way to bring the children back without trying to do a huge war reality warping scenario again because clearly that didn't work out the first well, and time. And she understands the consequences. I mean, was clearly when she started it, it was, she didn't mean to start it and she didn't understand the consequences. No, yeah. So so it would be fascinating to me that if Doctor Strange had, makes a point of trying to stop her. Because there's a theory out there that says that it was Doctor Strange that was actually leading the commercials and trying to send messages to Wanda to help her. Oh, good so there's, theory. There's a theory about that out there um, that potentially... Um, it's, also, it's also a theory as well that because at this time, there's no Sorcerer Supreme out there at all either. Now, Doctor Strange eventually becomes a Sorcerer Supreme. He's not given that title here just yet, so I wonder if him being able to access the multiverse is what gives him that title or having this fight with Wanda would... Promulgate that title. I think at the end of the day that Wanda's going to become a villain, and I think that I, w- I would dislike that. I would, I would like, I would dislike that too. But 
Um, I think that... You'd have to turn her slowly. Well, it, she's already kind of getting that way, though. I mean, like, the Scarlet Witch stuff, she... Again, her clothing is a lot darker, and she's got kind of this more reddish sort of hue to her, which usually signifies signifies a bad guy at the end of the day, typically. Um, either one of... Either a couple different things well, could happen Well, she's had so her. much pain. You could have her turned by the pain she's lived through. Well, her entire... Her entire it was actually pretty bothersome about the character, and I feel bad about her in this particular level, but it's a great bit of fantastic writing, is that all of her character development actually happens around the loss of her family. Yeah. So, like, first it's the loss of her parents, and then, then it's the loss of Pietro, her, her brother, and then now, obviously, the loss of Vision. Like, all of her major story beats have always been about her losing something, and usually yeah. that losing something is her family. Yeah. And it would not surprise me if she figured out a way to bring back Timmy and Tommy, but as a result of doing that, it does something to the rest of the world that Doctor Strange has to try to fix because he's very much of the opinion of fixing stuff now, not yeah. as and trying to keep the the pieces of it, yeah. the pieces at the end of the day. So, um, so I think that's how she'll become a villain. I think that's also how she will get written out of the series potentially as well. Um, Unless they, unless there is, um, her becoming a villain though negates her reuniting with Vision because Vision's always going to be on the on the good side. I don't not, see Vision turning. Uh, I don't know about that necessarily. I mean, I would be interested to see this new version of Vision if they decide to change him significantly of any yeah. of any particular level. Like, I have to protect her. She is the only person I have, and these are our children. Yeah, and you know, and I don't know if maybe his becoming the white version has gives him a little more cold logic potentially yeah. so maybe that's what modifies him at that at that level at the end of the day don't know but curious to see where i'm very curious to see where this looks very sterile now yeah, I, yeah. i'm very curious to see um I'm, i am curious to see what they continue to use the scarlet witch for here at the end of the day um i because again a lot of her stuff is going to revolve around magic she doesn't really seem like she wants like she's going to be an Avenger again, or we don't we haven't even heard of a named Avenger movie at all. Yeah, um, which may not even happen until like Phase Five potentially. Okay. Um, and at this point here right now, especially with the pandemic, everything's been. I just feel like it was a setup for something. It, there's a setup for something going on. Yes, what that is, I'm not a hundred percent certain, but it, it's a guess that she's likely to be a villain and likely um, setting her up to be the villain. Now again. We could very much have a second season of WandaVision, and maybe this is Vision trying to find Wanda, or the opposite way around of Wanda running away from Vision, or trying to escape um, people here at the end of the day, and it could be another series of, I don't know if it'll be the same kind of sitcom-related stuff here, potentially, if they do another season of it. Yeah. I almost don't think that there needs to be another season, because I think it would overshadow the original first element that may of the be, season. Yeah, that may be very true. So, um but it also makes me wonder because again we're still going to get Miss Marvel, which is going to be really cool as well. Yeah. Um, it's a Pakistani girl with the stretching powers of Mister Fantastic. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and and so that's that's cool enough itself there as well. Yeah. I think that we'll get a graceful exit from Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner in the near future, um, and in in the last in a new Hulk movie, which will actually. Um, what I think is going to happen here in Falcon in Falcon and the Winter Soldier here uh-huh. is that they're going to introduce a smart kid, and the smart kid's going to be Korean. Oh, because what ends up happening in the comics is that um, 
Bruce Banner in order to save a kid from gamma radiation explosion, um, who happens to be this kind of Korean kid that's been in the background of comic books of the Marvel continuity as like the smart kid for a while. Yeah. Um, he gets blasted with Bruce Banner's uh, radiation that goes the gamma radiation that goes through his body, which reverts Bruce Banner back down to being just Bruce Banner and not the Hulk form, and actually passes the Hulk on to this Korean kid instead. Oh, interesting. And the Korean kid has very much got full control over the Hulk as well, much like Mark Ruffalo did, or Bruce Banner did by Endgame here. Yeah. Um, And so what it will do is it will give Mark Ruffalo a graceful exit out of the series. Um, Love love him, though, in the the Thor movie. Oh, I I love (laughs) him. So good in that. I liked him in Endgame. I really did. I mean, I thought, like, this big guy, I mean, like, there's a guy who basically didn't get to act with any of his friends on set, really. He had to be, like... CG'd in basically, yeah. but it's like it was no, that the Hulk. No, 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 that's Mark Ruffalo. I know Mark Ruffalo when I see Mark Ruffalo. That, that's Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be how you potentially not that you get rid of the Hulk, but so much that again, these are actors that have been portraying these roles for decade almost like well over a decade now. And it's curious how long they want to keep portraying these roles over the years or what you want to or, do other things or, and, and or and how long you can't because at some point you age out yeah and, and that's yeah. pretty much what you think would happen with both chris evans and um uh tony stark here at the end of the day who yeah. I can't, or robert downey jr here at the yeah. end of the day um chris evans who i think would be you know who's who's made a point of saying i want to move to behind the director chair a little bit more yeah. i want to i want to be more of a director than an actor going forward with robert downey jr though that that character could age yeah because he never he never claims not to be human well what i would like to see him come back as is there is a female um iron man that gets created by a woman by a girl who makes her own iron man armor based off of just scraps of stuff she finds around she's of a similar technological genius and one of the things that gets gifted to her is a Tony Stark um, AI. Oh. So similar how like Tony Stark's got like this. It had Jarvis in his in his suit for a while, and then when Jarvis became Vision, um, that he had this female voice that was inside of his inside of all of his suits. So it's yeah. called Friday. Yeah. Um, that Robert Downey Jr. will come back as a voice a voiceover, and that he that rather than being an actual actor, he'll just be the voice of this Iron Man, you know, or this. Um, Iron Man style yeah, AI. Yeah, got it, got it, yeah. So, um, oh, and the woman that, be, that becomes the female Iron Man is also this cool black chick at the end of the day with this oh, huge afro. Oh, very cool. So I'm very excited to see that too. Yeah. From the comics, at least. Um, so this, again, all these different possibilities of the universe of what will happen here. A lot of it is potentially removing some of these characters and rewriting with other characters at the end of the day or other actors even. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Scarlet Witch here, again, I... I te- I'd see her right now as either being a villain or a st- or as a supporting role in the next Doctor Strange movie, uh, and it would be interesting to see the two of them being in more movies together. But I don't know what happens. I don't know what yeah. what she does outside oh, of that to see. Kind of thing. Yeah, it's so made, be- it certainly made her very interesting. Yeah, um, and then what we'll be able to do again in a couple weeks here, um, as because right now they're going to be showing they're starting the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, which will be a far more grounded series versus what was WandaVision at the end of the day. So we'll we'll get to come back to that in a couple, in, a, in about two months' time, give or take, once the episodes okay. are fully out. Okay. Um, but yeah, all sorts of possibilities. Oh, very cool. 
So we're going to have all the episode notes here that we have. We're also going to have the Agatha theme song as well. Cause it's a perfect theme song. It is song. so cool. We're going to have that all on our website at thenerdtutorialpodcast.com. Um, we do continue the conversation as well at our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash nerdtutorialpodcast. All is one word. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you have any ideas for future topics, you can let us know on our Twitter at nerd underscore tutorial, where we also follow all of our current things that were, uh, the, all of our previous topics as well. So any sort of new news that comes out, um, you know, news related comes out on our Twitter feed as well. So, um, and then if you have the chance and the opportunity to, we highly recommend that you like and you uh, write a review or give a thumbs up for this podcast here because it helps us get more viewers out there, the more people who are even are aware of us out there. So, if you have a chance, please leave a review, give us five stars or a thumbs up or whatever you're listening to this to gives you that option too. Because again, I don't know. Is it five thumbs? Is it six stars? Is it four horseshoes? <laughs> like, what is it out there? Which which version is going to say like the new metrics? Yeah, it's a fifteen out of sixteen. Well, what are the things in Lucky Charms? Uh, purple, purple hearts. Oh, I used to green be, clovers. We used to be whatever. able. To, we could have yes. sung that song as yeah. a kid. Oh my goodness, rainbows. So, um, but we'll have a new topic next week. And on behalf of myself and my mom, we hope that you guys stay safe out there in these weird times. But we'll see you guys again next time. Bye. Bye.